0: Talk about the game, Sam. So he cares about what people think about us. Yeah, I like the football, like football season, all the things that go with it. Welcome in to the PFF NFL podcast, Steve Pellizzola, back here with Sam Monson, and it is it's your day, man. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Thank you, St. Patty's Day. Yeah, D. Not, not Patty too. with a D. Yeah. Can you explain why? Just why? what it
1: is. Because that's the short, that's the, that's how you shorten Patrick. Everybody does it P-A-T-T. Well, they're wrong. Okay. Patrick is shortened to Patty. Okay, cool. That's it. Because so Everybody it right.
0: Now, everybody on the PFF NFL podcast, all of our millions of fans and listeners here, will get that right forever.
1: Well, in, in Irish, Patrick is spelled, it's P-A-D-R-A-I-G. It's right. Like Harrington. There. Yes. Right. So it's a, it's a D, it's not a T.
0: Okay. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I get it.
1: But I think uh, it took you, you telling me, okay. helping me. Yeah. No, no. Make sure you get that right. We have a TikTok out there. Is that what you told me? I need to go. There is a TikTok out there. Yeah. What is it? I, it's just a little behind the scenes of the studio and stuff. Okay. Cool. I've, I've decided, by the way, the I'm not TikTok. gonna be I'm not gonna be bullied into wearing a hat or a helmet for the entire show. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with the ball. Can we head. get a soul? I'm going to Are we shiny? Oh, see it's less shiny today. What'd you we, do differently? I, I mean, this is just 24 hours worth of. Stubble growth, I think. Is, Stubble growth helped. is affecting the shine. There's probably like one light we could kill. I, there's probably it. like eight lights we could kill just and one. still be fine. There's fifteen of them here. Let's get the we'll get
0: the stage manager on it and uh, the stage manager. Yeah, stage manager. Is, we'll, that, is that Chaz? Yeah, Chaz. Play around with the lights, just not here. Not alright, Not yet. Not not live on the yeah, show here. Play
1: around with them live. Just get the step ladder. Just just do what you need to do. All right, oh, here's look, hang on. There's one. That's that's gone. Was that intentional or is that just a blown bulb? Oh, we're probably down a bulb here. <laughs> we're probably down a bulb.
0: Okay. Uh, so this is a fun show. Here's what we're going to do. We got two days of, I mean, what, three days of free agency that have happened, one official day. Sure. And uh, we're going to go through all 32 teams. This one's actually quick. We're just going to give our answers, a little bit of you know, context around it, but our our favorite and least favorite moves of free agency. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, don't forget all of our, our charity drives. We're going head to head. You could see me do combine drills, which I'm going to start training for. You're um, still rolling with that. You're not. We're going with combine drills. You're not up in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Combine drills. Okay. Combine drills versus your Jackson Mahomes TikTok. Both raising money. We'll have the link in the YouTube if you want to contribute. Also on our pinned tweet at PFF underscore Sam at PFF underscore Steve. Uh, both raising money head to head. Both trying to get to $2,500 first. And uh, I'm hoping I win. Sure. Even though I'm working from behind here, yeah, it's a GoFundMe. Uh, is there a direct way that we? Uh, what's the best way to?
1: I keep telling like, pin tweets, and they'll be in the but description. people want to YouTube. like, hey,
0: what's the link? You go to the if you go to the GoFundMe. If you search PFF NFL podcast, you'll get to mine. Yeah, I mean, but uh, we have we have, some, we have some coming back to do. Steve fans out there. And uh heritage house fans,
1: trust me when I tell you, need, the easiest to, way of finding it. this is to just go to our Twitter accounts and go to the pin tweet for each. It person. is the easiest way to do there it. There are other ways of doing it. Go to my account, but this will be the easiest. In my pin tweet, at pff underscore sam or at pff underscore steve, it will be the first tweet on the feed. That's the easiest way of getting to the GoFundMe. All right, so we got that out of the way. Thank you for supporting the podcast.
0: Thank you for supporting. Two of our favorite charities here. And then before we get into it, the PFF NFL podcast is sponsored by Western and Southern Financial Group. While you focus on your roster moves, Western and Southern helps advance your money moves. Buying your first home, planning to start a family, wondering how to make your money grow? Well, Western and Southern's playbook of life insurance, investment, and retirement solutions helps you rest assured on game day. Team up to understand needs and address goals with a game plan built just for you. Get started at westernsouthern.com slash PFF. All right, man. You want to go uh, team by team here? Sure. All right. Our favorite and least favorite moves. Did you fill anything in on this document? No. What document? I sent you a link to a document with a list of the teams oh, in no. case you wanted to type them in. So you're just, you've got them. Oh, I fine. know you've got your list. You just didn't put them in the same place. in me. the big shiny head. Beautiful. When did All you right. set, where did you send this? Um, in our Slack chat, Sam. No, you didn't? I did. I let's, have let's no check. link in Did I send, name. I said, did you start tracking these anywhere? Google Doc labeled podcast doc. That's not in my Slack. Interesting. At slack all. is slack in here today. It's got to be a Slack issue. Because I can show you on mine. I can still see it. I mean, I can show you mine. It's not there. I go to the uh, the place where you put the games in, yeah. podcast doc. Uh-huh. You can use that. And the third page called Sheet 7, you can go over there. That's great. Yeah. Didn't, didn't get that. It's good podcasting uh-huh. here. But you know the document, so you can get in there. Yeah. Those are the teams we'll go through in order. Um, so we're going to start in the AFC East because that's what we always do. Buffalo Bills. Okay. Favorite and least favorite move for the Buffalo Bills. I know which one you, you liked there.
1: I liked multiple. Same ways. as, I, I like a lot of what they're doing. Okay. Well, my favorite one is the Tim Settle move. Yeah, agreed. Um, two years, $9 million. That's a steal. I, Tim Settle is one of those guys where he's, what, still 24, 25, something like that? Still very, very young. has been buried on that Washington depth chart. Um, I think he's capable of a lot more than he's been given the opportunity to show so far in his NFL career, a massive nose-tackle style player immediately upgrades the Buffalo run defense simply by his presence, and you're giving him the opportunity, presumably, um, to show more, right? So maybe maybe he isn't capable of anything more than we've seen so far. And even if that's true, it's a good move because it addresses an area you were struggling with last year. And if he is, it's potentially like an absolute steal because he's being paid... Hardly anything.
0: Fifth round. So he's my favorite move as well. So I'll agree with you and I'll just uh, add on to that with Tim Settle. Fifth round pick, developmental prospect and still only played a thousand snaps over four years. Right. Graded in the green by PFF grades as a pass rusher each of the last two years. So I like the settle move for the Bills. Do Mm -hmm. you have a least favorite move? Sometimes the least favorite moves are going to be challenging because not every team has a terrible one or anything like that. Do you have a least favorite move, though, for the Bills? Yeah, or they're going to be...
1: Um, or like what teams didn't do yet yes. or whatever. Or, t- or players that they lost, I think, is yes. going to be quite a theme. You're for... going to say the same as me again. Uh, no, I'm okay. going to go with re-signing Jake Kumaro, because, you oh. know, what's the point? I mean, I think, I think it'll be okay. I mean, it'll be fine, but that's, that's, that's an indication of where the Bills are, right? Their least favorite move is simply a move that, like, eh, who cares? Why? Yeah. Why bother?
0: I'm going to go. So I know Vaughn Miller, by the way, was the big splash move. We did like that move as well. We do have a full PFF NFL daily on that. Um, And a reminder, if you subscribe to the daily or if you don't subscribe to the daily, you go do it right now because it's our other show. And I think it's great. And it's quick hitting. It's not as long winded as this one. Um, About 10 minutes a day. Don't make a face. It's about 10 minutes a day and if you send me a screenshot i will be giving out a free pff edge subscription probably by the end of next week or the week after so i still have some i have some screenshots coming in a screenshot at nflpodcast at pff.com that you subscribe to the daily and the pff nfl podcast but on the daily we talked about the von miller move we liked it uh, the only thing i don't necessarily like and i know the move probably had to be made to free up some of the space for the von miller deal the losing darrell williams mm. on the defensive line so, as of right now, Williams has played... Offensive good line. Offensive line. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. Thanks for correcting me. Gotcha. When I needed it. Yeah. I'm, I'm good to be corrected mm-hmm. when needed. Darrell Williams is a good guard and a good tackle. Last year, kicks into guard a little bit, so rookie Spencer Brown could play tackle. But anyway, Darrell Williams leaves a gaping hole at right guard. You're left with Cody Ford, who has not panned out as a former uh, second-round pick. It's not insurmountable, but again, you're just losing a good player that you need to release. So... I understand it probably needed to happen, but that would be the move or the the thing that's happened to the Bills that I like the least. Yep. All right. Miami Dolphins. What do you like about the Miami Dolphins and what they've done?
1: Um, I guess the move that I like the most is probably signing Connor Williams. Uh, I think Connor Williams is one of the most unnecessarily downtrodden players in the NFL. He gets a bad rap, even from, I was going to say his own supporters, but they're not anymore, Dallas Cowboys fans. Dallas Cowboys fans hated Connor Williams because he's got all the hallmarks, right? First round pick, right? Second round. Top Sorry, of the second round, yep. top of the second round, or a guy that had potential, sort of first round talent at the time. Yep. Um, top of the second round, so high draft pick that never quite lived up to it is being compared to a bunch of first round picks who all ended up being all pros on that offensive line. Is not the best player in the world, right? Isn't the best guard on the planet, and because of that. We focus entirely on what he doesn't do well or his negatives or the bad plays that he has. And there are are some, right? But you have to look at the context needs to be guard play throughout the NFL, not guard play on the Dallas Cowboys offensive line, right? Which is arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. So when you look throughout the rest of the league, Connor Williams is a pretty good guard. Who loses? Sure. But like you could have Connor Williams or you could have what Miami had the last couple of years. It's a massive upgrade, and it wouldn't just be for Miami. Like Cincinnati, rolling, you know, Akeem Adeniji out there, or Jackson Carmen. Like Connor Williams would upgrade a lot of teams in the NFL, and to get him for two years, fourteen million, great move.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, I used to have this argument with Saints fans all the time when they remember right tackle Zach Streif. Sure, he was always one of our highest graded tackles. And they were like, "Oh, we hate Zach Streif." I'm like, "He's like a top five right tackle. You don't understand
1: right tackle play. Perspective's important there." And that so was back when, yeah, when right tackle play was kind of down. Right, it was bad. It was like left. Mitchell
0: Schwartz, Zach Streif, and like one other dude, right. whoever it was at the time, probably Morgan Moses. Anyway, it was. Uh, that's my favorite move as well, Connor Williams. I do like the total. You want to maybe like fix this up a little bit? If you had used my document, you well, would not have copied. Maybe my I first. would have if the message had come through to my Slack. All right, well, if Slack, you guys can sponsor us too if you want, but you gotta, You got to get it together today. You wanna, well, if you've
1: actually here. put these in your document, how about you lead off so that we don't repeat every move? Well, no, I got distracted. I didn't fill in the rest. Okay, perfect. So
0: I got them all in my, uh, my noggin as well. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I like the Dolphins, what they're doing in totality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with the running back situation. I like the two contracts like that they that. signed. Yeah. Wow. Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Okay. I don't think it's it's not back breaking money for two running backs, and I think Edmonds and Mostert in this system, where you um, presumably in a Shanahan system, you'll have a little bit more space to run, and they'll they'll create they're explosive players, especially Mostert. So I like what they did at the running back position. Also, signing those two guys, it'll keep Miami from drafting a running
1: back, because you know Dolphins fans want them to draft a running back every year. So I the Chase Edmonds move is my least favorite move for Miami. Okay, that's fine. Because why? Why, why, why? It's not, it's not ridiculous money or anything. It doesn't have to be. Like, the point is, this, again, I, I do not, not understand... But you're not going to use, like, every penny of your cap I don't to... understand the paradox of the Shanahan system being the case study of why you do not need to invest anything in the running back position, This and is yet, a minimal investment. And yet, being first in line to invest in the running back position every single year. Shan- Kyle Shanahan has done this, like, every year. They... Draft a guy in the second or third round, or they go and invest in free agency with like Jarek McKinnon or whatever. And then every year it's the guy they didn't put any resources into at all who leads that team in rushing and everyone is like wins people fantasy leagues and is the the darling and is oh this guy's gonna be amazing going forward. Like you are literally proving every single year start to stop investing in it. This is so, a minimal investment. Okay, Raheem Moster, one year, three million, fine, right? You also have Miles Gaskin, who, frankly, behind the offensive line he was running behind, did a pretty good job last year. You can draft somebody in the fifth or sixth round every year and be grant. What is the point in giving Chase Edmonds twelve point six million dollars, including six million guaranteed? That's not too much. It's not too much, but it's like, it, it, like if if you come out, if you leave the building right and you accidentally lose twenty dollars out of your pocket, it just flies away. Eh, it's only twenty dollars. On the other hand, dumbass, why did you just throw twenty dollars in the air and set fire to it? Like you don't need to do that. Chase Edmonds is a twenty dollar bill that flies away. Yes. It's just just didn't need to do it. Well, my my
0: my least favorite move by the Dolphins is way more than twenty dollars. It's Emmanuel Ogba for four years, 65 million. Okay. Um Ogba's a good player. He's been a late bloomer, which is fine. You know, baby, this is this is what he is as a player. He's coming off a career high, 77 grade overall. That is in year six of his career. Um, also had a career high pass rush grade, 71. 10 sack guy each for the last two years, but it hasn't matched up with the actual pass rush grade. We loved Agba coming out of Oklahoma State and thought he was a a, a very good pass rusher uh, back in the 2016 draft. So we finally kind of got there in 2021. Agba is one of those players. I like him if he's making, you know, six or $7 million a year or low end edge money. I don't like him if he's making. High-end edge money, so I don't love that move for the Dolphins, given the edge market. Okay. All right, let's go New England Patriots. Is there? Uh, I don't have anything written down here
1: for you guys, so it man. could be.
0: Okay. I, I might copy.
1: Well, they it's haven't okay. done much,
0: so it's okay for us to
1: agree on stuff too. Yes, it's it's less okay if we agree on everything. We're just two for that's, two so far. That's not great. Why do you love radio. Matthew Slater uh, as the top move? Yeah, I don't. I don't.
0: That's not the one I would go with. Um, hmm. Patriots bring their core back. On offense, James White. Defense, Devin McCourty. Special teams, Matthew Slater. Okay, I will go with James White.
1: Two years, $5 million. Includes $500,000 guaranteed. That's what I'm talking about. If you are going to yeah. invest in the running back position, it should be almost nothing. And they've invested almost nothing in James White, True, that's who about has it. been a very valuable part of that offense, particularly as a pass catcher. So that's the kind of running back move I can get behind. I guess I like bringing Devin McCourty back for one year, $9
0: million. Still a good player.
1: $9 million.
0: What else are you going to do with the $9 million this year? I don't know, but he's a very old guy now. He's-, he's very old. He's still one of the better safeties in the league. It's a good play. Mm-hmm. It's a good play for the Patriots. What don't you like about New England?
1: I don't like letting J.C. Jackson walk. I, I understand the arguments. You know, the, hey, Bill Belichick's always a year early. They're pivoting defense to his own heavy scheme. Blah, 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 blah. Don't care. blah, blah, blah. J.C. Jackson... Blah is one of the better corners in the NFL who is a ball hawk in any system who makes a material difference to whatever coverage you're running and your cornerbacks right now are Jalen Mills and Terrence Mitchell. That's not good. No.
0: My, um, my issue with the Patriots right now, so I, the thing I definitely don't like that they did was trading Shaq Mason for a fifth rounder. I yeah, think that's a pretty like that obvious one. Um, it's a, he's, a, he's one of the best guards in the league. And you got a fifth
1: rounder for him, right? That's the part I the, like. That's my problem with it. The fifth rounder. The, the trading him away, eh, all right. I mean, you've got Michael Owen, who you can, they've got a pretty good track record of like next guy up on the offensive line, and they have a next guy up, like literally sitting on the bench waiting for his chance. Um, getting a fifth rounder back for him, I don't
0: understand. Now, Supposedly, that's not showing up in the cap space yet because that's not official official because he hasn't passed a physical because he's like on a cruise or something. So I think (laughs) we're going to see right now per over the cap, the Patriots on the lower end, as far as effective cap space goes, this will move them up to the higher end. Once this thing goes through, I'm assuming that's not a part of this. The other one thing I don't love about the Patriots is reiterating what they did last year. The you investment that they made. You
1: can't have that as your thing you don't like. Last year's spending spree. Yes. Last no, year's spending stop spree. Stop it.
0: The fact that all of last year's free agents are making more
1: than guys I would prefer to sign this year. No, you can't like, do that. Stop. That's, that doesn't qualify course it does what is their what is your all least right, favorite move the Patriots have made this off season what they did a year ago yeah no you can't no that's massive cap
0: hits on last year's free agent class no. all right this is a quick hitting show we're through three teams that's yeah. the Patriots let's go New York Jets what do you
1: like and what do you like about the Jets moves uh I would say signing well the both, both tight ends let's go let's put them together uh CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin as a, oh, a duo me you were going with that as well? I was thinking about it, but Conklin's making a lot more money than I'd expected, so. I thought he showed well last year. Like, this was... He, last year, he was a guy who made himself a lot of money a season ago. Like, wasn't supposed to be a thing. And then Erv Smith gets hurt. I think that's the, uh, the fancy-ass camera we've got there that, you know, tracks left to right. The camera? I believe so.
0: It sounds like a creaking door. It doesn't like sound great. sneaking yeah. in on us here.
1: It's been making more and more noise as time goes on. And now it's making, yeah, weird creaking sounds when it hits the end of that rail. Um, anyway... Conklin got an opportunity with Irv Smith getting injured and I think showed well. So I like it.
0: Yeah, I, li- I like the idea of the two <coughs> the two tight ends, right? And um, I'm going to go with the Jets. I like the totality of what they've done as well. So I'm going to say I like that the Jets are filling their needs in free agency.
1: <laughs> what? We can't... It doesn't have
0: to be what? a specific Do move. Do you
1: understand the the... Concept of this show. What's your favorite? How What's we, your favorite move the Jets have made? My the favorite totali- move is the all of the philosophical totality of everything they've yeah, done in the, the last thing. few days.
0: Yeah, wait till you get to the Texans and you got to pick one. All right, that's the that's the deal. All right, you suck at this. Let's go, Lake and Tomlinson. Yeah, okay. I like Lake and Tomlinson. All right, um, he'll play guard. You have Elijah Vera Tucker at the other guard spot. You're you all of a sudden remember we're, we're two years removed from the Jets having. Uh, multiple years of disasters on the offensive line, and all of a sudden they look like a unit that could be in the top half of the league Mm -hmm. as far as offensive line goes. And Tomlinson's got familiarity with the system. And then the overall strategy of the Jets to fill their needs in free agency and go into the draft with the flexibility to draft ballers, I like that. Okay. Ballers.
1: Ballers. How's that sound?
0: Yeah. Speaking of drafted ballers, you could do that with our friends over at All22.
1: You don't want to hit the least favorite things? Oh, man. I do. Okay. You want to do before or after Speaking of
0: our least favorite moves, let's go back to the Jets, and then okay. I'll smoothly transition back to our friends at All-20. Okay. All right. What's your least favorite move for the Jets?
1: I mean, you know, the Joe Flacco thing would be obvious. Um, I don't love letting Marcus May walk. I understand he's, he signed for a decent amount of money. Um, that secondary needs all the help it can get, and it, at times it felt like, you know, Marcus May being the sort of kindergarten teacher, trying to marshal all these kids that or drafted in the fifth round or lower. Um, He's versatile. He can play in any defensive scheme. I just think that you have a ton of money. That feels like one that was worth investing in.
0: You replaced him with Jordan Whitehead. You know, I think Whitehead might be a... Not a better fit, but he'll fit into the the defense, I think, extremely well. I mean, there's a lot of good moves here. There's not a lot to not like, I guess... I guess the Flacco thing? (laughs) Resigning him on a one-year deal? And this is because you're... I like your philosophy, right? Like, give me a backup who at least might be good. Like, there's like some unknown to my backup. You know, there could be extra value there. Or you just have a little bit more faith when he gets into the game. I think it's Joe Flacco at this Mm. point in his career. Not so much. What are we going
1: to be talking about now? Our friends at All-22? Hmm.
0: That's it. Do not draft Joe Flacco on your All-22 team next year. Unveiling the new fantasy football game that hundreds of PFF employees have been playing. I know... Our millions of listeners are going to be in on this game because All-22 uses weekly PFF grades as one of its main scoring components and tests your ability to build a full 53-man roster, including your offensive line. If you've ever dreamt of sitting in an NFL front office, if you enjoy the scouting process, you want to go check out All-22, and here's how you do that. You can join the waitlist at all-22.com with nothing more than your email. If you join the waitlist before the NFL Draft, you'll get a special promo code for an All22 subscription. Waitlist users also gain access to premium contents like inaugural draft guides, in-season strategies, feature release announcements, and more. So be sure to follow at All22 underscore PFF on Twitter. All22 less fantasy, more football. It is premium fantasy football powered by PFF. As you can see on the screen here at YouTube, we've been waiting for this for years now. And it's finally going to be upon us here in the 2022 season. So... Appreciate everybody for joining us there. Once again, join that wait list, all 22.com. All right, who's next on my list here? Cleveland Browns. We're going through the AFC North.
1: The Cleveland, what? How can the Cleveland Browns be next?
0: Oh, I went, I just kind of typed it off the top of my head. So it's not going to be imperfect. perfect. So it's order. random
1: ass order. Do really you want me to division? go on the order that
0: you're looking at? Okay. Baltimore Ravens.
1: Okay. We'll go by the order here. Well, they haven't done much. There's not much to choose. I'll
0: start. My favorite is signing Morgan Moses for three years, 15 million dollars shocker yeah can i give morgan moses context why i like that god sure the dude hasn't missed a game
1: ever hasn't missed a game ever i don't think he's
0: missed a start since um since he became a starter in 2015. and look i like morgan moses because he's not he's not great he's very good
1: (laughs) he's good moses because he's not he just grades in the green he's just a green grade guy can we get a quote graphic for that but I like Morgan Moses not great. Not great, he's, he's not good. Great.
0: I like not great good players on my offensive line. All right. He's great in the green every single year since he became a starter in 2015, and he's durable. He's good in the run game. He's a good pass blocker. He's actually a better run blocker than uh, the great Ali Villanueva, so probably a better fit for the not Ravens, and he's actually played right
1: tackle. That was the one thing Villanueva was okay at last year. I know that, but Moses is going to be even better. So Okay. It's my favorite move. Uh, I like bringing back Zadarius Smith. Four year $35 million. That's not an awful lot.
0: Um, yeah, when you look at, again, there's the perspective thing. Like, I didn't love the Emmanuel Ogba thing, which is up yeah. to $60 million
1: And Zadarius is probably a lesser player. Zadarius is a couple of years removed from leading the NFL in total pressures, um, which was a complete outlier for him. A career year in Green Bay, better than he'd ever done in Baltimore by a distance. And then he backed it up the next year. He wasn't quite. The same, didn't lead the league in pressures, et cetera, but had another really good pass rushing year. And then this season, got injured, missed basically the entirety of the season, got back for you know 20 ineffective snaps in the playoffs or whatever. But if he's healthy now, you know it, it's not just the one year. If it was one year of random, crazy career performance from Zedarius, he'd be like, yeah, I don't know about that. But he did back it up with a second one, which makes me feel a lot better about what he can do this year.
0: Yeah, Zedarius Booth, it's a good one. Uh, is there a move you don't like out of the, the three things they've done is signed Morgan Moses, brought back Cedarius Smith, and then signed Marcus Williams to a five-year, seventy million dollar contract with thirty-seven $7 million dollars guaranteed.
1: Well, and potentially losing guys. I mean, that's that's obviously the thing every year with Baltimore. So as of yet, Bradley Bozeman is still out there, right? Yeah, if they don't love that. I would bring him back. Um, but they're always
0: um, well. Here's here's the other thing that you could say you like about them: Morgan Moses. Uh, they're, they're, Z'Darrius Smith got released so that doesn't affect the uh, all important comp, pick, math that the, uh, that the Ravens dominate Marcus Williams and Morgan Moses might I know Marcus Williams will um, so they're always shrewd there Bozeman trying to replace him up front mm-hmm. but if they do what I said and draft Tyler Lindebaum in the uh, first round they'll if be okay if do
1: what I said they'll be okay
0: uh, my only issue with the Marcus—I I like Marcus Williams a lot as a player. Is that too much money for him? Up to seventy million dollars. That's I mean, a lot of money, guaranteed. But That'd be the only—the only thing I might question a little bit. Mm-hmm. The safety market, but I like what the Ravens have done overall. Do we talk about the Ravens enough? Is that okay? They're doing good stuff. Good work, Ravens. You guys always do really good off-season work. Is that good? Sure. Uh, the only other thing to maybe not like is. I think they've, they've got more, more needs up front. Calais Campbell's gone up front. But the whole front seven probably needs an influx of talent, so that needs to happen at some point. And they might go into the draft with, with more needs than preferred. All right, who's next here? Cincinnati Bengals. What do you like, Sam? Um,
1: my favorite move is probably the Alex Kappa deal. Um. It's decent money. It's more the methodology that I really like. I like that Alex Kappa, I think, would be a sort of top of tier two type of free agent, a guy that usually goes on day two or three after the initial flurry. The fact that they announced that like a minute into the free agency, that's the one they went and prioritized. They didn't usually teams sort of they all flock around those tier one guys and there's a giant bidding war and then you're like, oh, crap, we didn't get him. Like, we missed out on Brandon Scherf. Let's go to the next one and the next one, right? And it kind of goes down the chain. The Bengals just went, screw it. We're not spending all that money on Brandon Scherf. We're going to divvy out that money throughout a couple of offensive linemen. And they went and prioritized Alex Kappa, got it locked up, got it done, and then just announced it. I, I really like that way of doing business to attack a massive area of need. That is a concept, right?
0: Essentially getting two offensive linemen for maybe the price of one as far as Scherf goes. That, I love. So I'll say the Ted Karras deal, I liked. Center guard flexibility. He's always been a productive player. This is like the Matt Filer of the draft class here, I think. Filer was the guy that was gonna make six to eight million, he made like $8 million last year for the Chargers and gave you probably $12 million worth of production at that position. I think Karras has a chance to do that, whether they play him at center or at guard. So I like both guard moves for the Bengals. You take Kappa i take Ted Karras. Anything you don't like about the Cincinnati Bengals so
1: far? So this one's uh, fudging it a little bit because it's a move they haven't made and it's a move that it's not even like retaining somebody. It's for, for the, the reported asking price of Lyle Collins, they should have made that trade already. Like the Cowboys are desperately trying to get rid of him for anything. Like any trade at this point sounds like it would get that done. And at that point, yes, there's probably more to it than is out there in the public sphere. I mean, uh, I, I know that there's more to it. Of course. Depending on
0: this was when when Wild Collins was coming out of the draft. Let's just say some teams had him off his board, off their boards, because of a medical issue. Yeah. Now, whether or not that still applies five years later, I don't know. Right. But let's and, just say that.
1: Yes, and there that is there are team or the Cowboys are reportedly essentially done with him and think that there's an area of his uh, physical makeup that's shot. On the other hand, he played well last year. So that doesn't necessarily jive. Yes, this is is a thing that might cause problems down the line. On the other hand, as long as he's playing well right now, who cares? And if you're trading, this is like the Calais Campbell thing, right? If it costs you like a six-round pick to get him, who gives a crap? A six-round pick is nothing. If he gives you one year of decent right tackle play, it's paid for itself. And then some. So... For Cincinnati, if they had come out of this with Alex Kappa with Ted Karras and then flipped a low round pick for Lyle Collins, who could be their right tackle for the next one, two, three be years, incredible. That would be amazing. And I, even with the potential that there's medical issues and there's you know attitude issues or whatever it is, it's worth the risk for them. I I kind of bummed that they haven't made that move already.
0: Yeah, because if you look at if it is a is it, if it's a low-round pick for Lyle Collins, what are you going to do with that low-round pick? You exactly. Gonna, you're going to draft another Deontay Smith, developmental player, another Fred Johnson, another Hakeem Adeniji. Like, what are you going to do with that low-round pick using on a Lyle Collins the same way the Bucks used a fifth-rounder on Shaq Mason? I mean, who's the last offensive lineman that came out of the fifth round where you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the guy we're going to build around on the offensive line. So, um, the only thing I'll say about the Bengals, maybe too much money for B.J. Hill? That's the only... You know, three years, thirty million, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of money up front for Hill. Does that, uh, which which could be good. You know, you just get it out of the way early. But that's the only thing I'd say I don't like so far. Maybe with the Bengals, Cleveland Browns. What do you like so far?
1: Amari Cooper. Yes, trade. I think that's. Can that I agree run. with you? There is
0: that allowed. Sure.
1: I'll have another one too. Yeah, uh, Amari Cooper. I mean, what is it? That exchange, uh, a fifth round pick and a swap of sixths. I mean. What the hell? Like, the, the downside to Amari Cooper was the contract. And all of a sudden, the contract looks like a steal because of the deals that have been signed. Mike Williams signs for $20 million a year. Um, Christian Kirk signs for almost $20 million a year. Like, I mean, Amari Cooper compared to Christian Kirk? Come on. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's an easy one to like. Uh, I really like the Amari Cooper thing. I'll also say I like the Chase Winovich trade. They traded Mac Wilson, the linebacker, for Chase Winovich. Uh, Winovich had a pretty solid first two years in New England completely fell out of favor did not grade well last year coaching staff was just they gave up on him Um, so the Browns bring Winovich in he has a chance to be a legitimate pass rusher um, because he looked good in those first couple years in that role even bringing in a guy like Taven Bryan similar like former first round pick see if you can rejuvenate him Mm -hmm. I like that strategy of kind of taking a bunch of you know outcasts and building your defensive line that way as long as you
1: have miles garrett as a foundation there uh what don't you like about the cleveland browns well first of all i so i need to apologize to the browns yesterday when we were talking about the baker mayfield thing so i asked twitter uh that section of text from baker mayfield how would you read this the way i read it the way you read it the way i read it being that the browns have been radio silent to baker throughout this whole process that was wrong and the way you read it which is baker has been baker is breaking his silence now you apologize to the browns or to me no, the Browns, I don't care about you. Um, the apparently Baker Mayfield had sort of said that he's going on like social media hiatus, you know, a January or something. He was like, I'm 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 going, I'm stepping away, right? I'm I'm being quiet on social media, I'm going silent. So that him breaking his silence now is what happened. So in so it, we don't know that the Browns have been keeping him informed of the the process, but we also now don't know that he they haven't. And if they haven't, then frankly Baker needs to be less whingy and just get on with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they've been telling him, hey, look, I appreciate what you did last year. On the other hand, you've played badly enough that we're going to go looking for elite quarterbacks. I mean, shut up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's nothing you can do about that. You haven't played well enough to stop them doing that. So you can't whinge about it now. So you're saying I read it right. I'm saying, yeah. Well, the people appear to agree with you. Okay, good. Now, you didn't have that extra information. So you kind of got lucky. But No, I just, I knew. Because I knew I haven't,
0: haven't heard know. Baker. You didn't I haven't know. heard Baker, you know, pop off recently. You didn't know that I haven't Baker, had Colin Cowherd, you know, build segments around it. You didn't so, know that Baker went on a self-imposed social media. But days. I know I haven't heard him for a while. <laughs> and I know that he likes to, I used context, Sam. <laughs> he likes to talk a lot. And he hasn't talked a lot lately. Okay. So I used context. What don't you like about the Browns? Uh, Making Baker sad? I'll go with that. Baker They've Baker made Baker sad. <laughs> and I don't. Appreciate
1: it. See, that. I no longer care about that, though, because if they've been like keeping him informed about the process all along, it's like, no, I mean, don't. deal with it. Anything you, know? you don't like there? Uh, didn't they tender um, Dearness, Dearness Johnson, Johnson like a yeah. pretty sizable chunk of money? It's like 2.3. Yeah, they already have Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Like eh, Again, what's the point? Dude, come on. Don't take
0: the running back <laughs> hate to this level of extremes. <laughs> if even the Browns are willing to pay 2.3... Yeah. For a third running back, I it's okay. A, I, I don't know that it is. I think it is. Not every running back's created equal. Like, I love James White, but he can't run. He can catch.
1: Well, that's why you're paying him $500,000. Yeah. That's the only way to can get actually run.
0: That's why he gets $2.3
1: Yeah, but he's the third running
0: back. I guess the only other thing I'd say is maybe Anthony Walker, but he did play well for them last year. He doesn't have the best track record at linebacker. But I they haven't know. done much to dislike. To be fair, yeah. Other than uh, piss off again Baker. for the Browns, but the biggest thing is going to be figuring out a quarterback or getting Baker to play at the right level again. Mm-hmm. But he's also probably gone. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you like?
1: Uh, I mean, James Daniels is the answer. Yeah, like this. It's not even this one's just that's it. Plus, special teams ace Miles Kilber. Special teams ace. Okay, James Daniels.
0: I agree. It's the best offensive lineman that, that they've signed.
1: Yeah, and it gives them flexibility as well. Like They're, they're going to need to do some figuring out during training camp, during OTAs, during preseason, all those kinds of things, to figure out what that interior looks like because James Daniels was a center, has also played both guard spots. Interestingly, in the NFL, he's played both guard spots better than he's played center, um, and Pittsburgh could honestly use an upgrade at any of the three areas. So... There's, there's, an. They need to figure out what the best order of those guys is. And maybe it is putting James Daniels back at center and just letting him play there for a while rather than moving him around. Or maybe you roll with a position that he's been playing best at. Um, who knows? But the fact that he has that flexibility, the fact that he is better than the guys they've had on that offensive line, all good things. That's an added bonus. Um, so I
0: would agree on the James Daniels move. I'll also throw in, I like the Trubisky move. It's fine for two years, $14 million find a take a shot at Mitchell Trubisky and give you flexibility to go into the draft so you're not building around Trubisky you're just you're bringing him in and you can still draft somebody so I like that as an overall move anything you don't like about the uh,
1: who are they the Steelers the Steelers yeah um, I don't like the Fort deal yeah 30 million dollars 20 million guaranteed for a guy that's played badly when he's played why Like he's he's got a grade like in the 60s maybe right uh, yeah, he's great. his His career high was last year, sixty two point
0: two. Right. Um, that's with a sixty one pass blocking grade. So two years of in starting. a system that might help a little bit. Look, we do we do very well to separate the offensive line from the system and the quarterback and all that stuff. But if you have a quick hitting system, you could get a little
1: grade bump there. In a core of four, only graded 61 as I a pass rusher. I think it's last year. more than a little bit. Like he's had two years of starting, essentially, of which the, the net is about a 60 overall grade 57 yeah. the first year, 62 the second year. Let's call that a 60 across 2,200 snaps worth in a system where the ball has been coming out lightning fast. That is going to get so much harder next year, almost regardless of who the quarterback is. And Steelers fans have been saying, yeah, but Trubisky's mobile, so he can offset. Like, it doesn't work that way, right? The, the fact that he's mobile— Then you don't even—then it doesn't matter who you put a tackle. But the, the fact that he's mobile might get him out of some pressure. It's not going to help the tackle get like avoid the pressure, you know what I mean? The, the length yeah. of time the quarterback has the ball in his hand is the important factor for how much harder an offensive lineman's job is. If a quarterback gets the hell out of that pressure and extends the play, that will help the offense, but it's not helping the tackle. What people are describing there is if you're evaluating offensive
0: lineman by the stat sacks allowed, which is an idiotic thing to do, but if that's what you're doing, then yes, a mobile quarterback might help that, but probably not over time yeah. because they hold the ball longer. Actually, getting rid of the ball helps that. Right. So, if you're only evaluating an offensive lineman by one number, which we I would say is stupid, then you could say that a quarterback might help an offensive lineman in that respect. Um, the thing about a core four, I keep talking about, is there an undervalued asset in third, fourth year offensive linemen who are going to break out? Yes, I believe that exists, but that exists in the way Austin Corbett was acquired by the Rams from the Browns, in the way Wyatt Teller was acquired by the Browns from the Buffalo Bills for low money. I don't want to pay to hope for the year four, year five breakout, and that's essentially what the Steelers are doing. So I agree that would be my least favorite move as well for the Steelers.
1: Yeah. Um, I also quite like, by the way, signing Levi Wallace. I have to contractually. It's obligated. I'm not allowed to get away from that. Is this going to cause issues for you here? Levi going to Pittsburgh, your arch enemies. I think that he might struggle next year, but for the money they're paying him, I'm all for it. All right, let's get a round of
0: applause from Manscaped. They launched their ultra-premium collection. Thank you, Sam. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. We're talking a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. It's an all-in-one skin and hair care kit. Top to bottom, that's what it covers you. For the everyday man, Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code PFF. Here's your order of operation, Sam. Number one, you hop in the shower, scrub-a-dub-dub that body with the Manscaped Body Wash. Lather your hair up with the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Keep your noggin natoggin. Dry off and spray the hydrating body body moisturizer to reinvigorate dry skin. Number four, put on Manscaped deodorant for obvious reasons. And then five, pop that Manscaped lip balm on. Nobody's out here kissing those chapped-up lips. Getting dressed is optional, especially if you work from home. Wear one great cent all day long. It's Manscaped. It's 20% off plus free shipping with the code PFF at manscaped.com. It's 20% off plus free shipping with the code PFF at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle. Thanks to Manscaped. If you're watching on YouTube, check out the screen because you see the Manscaped products. We'll have the link in the description. These are our friends who continue to add great products over at manscaped.com with the promo code PFF. All right, we're on to the AFC South. Mm-hmm. What did you just send me? Our tracker. Yeah. Do I need that? Uh, yes. Oh, I got gotcha. you, Jacksonville. I see your note. Oh, look at our trackers. Our trackers, beautiful right now. Mm. The PFF free agency tracker is looking great. We're on to, but they're doing it. We have a different order. We don't do it by division. That's why I just told you Jacksonville. You're gonna start with Jacksonville. Yeah. All right, let's do that. It's mm-hmm. actually Houston. Oh, let's go, Jacksonville. Whatever. Go, Jaguars. What do you like about the Jags? Uh, What do I like about the Jags? They, mm, not a lot. <laughs> Seriously? You don't like it? I mean, they brought in so many players. But all of them are overpriced.
1: No, uh, Follow Fodacasi at three years, 30 million? Darius Williams. Darius Williams, three years, 30 million. He's a good cornerback. Player. Former Ram. Yeah. Good corner. Always graded well for us. Yeah. Dating back to college. Undersized. Solid move. Good corner. Like it. Done.
0: I, I like Folo Fatakasi. I don't yeah. mind Brandon Scherf for the money. It's a lot of money though. It is. I he's I don't know. You just again, you pay a Jags tax and you have to you have to upgrade up front for Trevor Lawrence. I'll say Tre, uh, Evan Ingram, I think is worth it for a one year nine million dollars. It's yeah. it's unexciting as far that. as like the rebuild goes. But if you're trying to get Trevor Lawrence back on track and give him playmakers, adding Ingram to the mix. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that. All right. What do you not like about the Jacksonville
1: Jaguars? Most of it. Everything else? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the Christian Kirk thing is starting to get funny because have you seen... I did. Yeah. So, okay. Explain. Well, they go out and they sign Christian Kirk to a deal that appears to be vastly more than anybody else was ever going to pay him. Um, then when they're talking about like why you bring in Darius Williams... It's like, oh, did you see that guy cover Christian Kirk? <laughs> Their entire like team-building philosophy appears to be based on the bedrock that Christian Kirk is like the best wide receiver in the NFL. And therefore, if a guy can cover Christian Kirk, well, he must be worth bringing in a corner. Okay, but what if Christian Kirk just isn't as good as you think he is? Uh, doesn't compute, like, you know,
0: glitch. This is, nah. this is Mike Mayock drafting everybody from, like, the Bama-Clemson championship game a couple years ago. It's like, I love this player, but look at this player doing a good thing against the player I love. And yeah. It's just, I love all these guys. Draft all of them.
1: So, like <laughs> the Christian Kirk thing, even just the the general ethos that appears to be how good he is, I think is a little bit skewy, and therefore the money you've paid him. I also, you basically flipped Miles Jack for Olakun for no reason. Like, he's probably not as good. He's costing more. Like, what's... Why? I mean, look, they're both really talented
0: linebackers, athletic talent. Right, but all you did
1: is swap one for the other. Why? Yeah. What was the point? They're both coming off rough
0: seasons. And Ola Koon looked like an ascending linebacker a couple of years ago. I just hate linebacker evaluations because no matter which way you slice it, it is really tough to predict the future at that particular position. And it's a huge investment in Ola Kuhn. Um, we have somewhat breaking news here on the PFF NFL podcast. Uh, it's from seven minutes ago, so it's not that breaking, but... Hmm. Uh, per Adam Schefter and probably a million others at this point, the Browns have been notified they're out of the running for Deshaun Watson. Per team official, they have been notified. They've been notified. Okay, per a team official. Well, now the Baker who probably knows. He probably got the notification, or knows someone who got the notification within the organization.
1: Uh, out of the running. So Mike Garofolo says they've been uh, same thing, and then says the team still views Baker Mayfield as their quarterback going forward. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield
0: didn't get that part to they, tweet out. They, they, got, they gave Garifold. Hey, if you could just mend some bridges
1: here. They told Mayfield's agents at the Combine, they'd only explore top-tier quarterbacks such as Watson. So now the Browns have to go back to Baker, cap in hand, and be like, hey, Baker, the uh, look. This is good. This is a good thing. We always Talk said Talk him back in. We it. said it was an open relationship, you know? We experimented outside of, of our thing, and now we've decided we, you're the one we want to be with. That's what the Browns are going to try and sell Baker on right now after he just posted his Twitter missive of how much he'd put his heart and soul into the city of Cleveland and City of Cleveland, or the Browns, they weren't loving him back right now.
0: Get it. All right. A pissed off Baker Mayfield.
1: Pissed I mean, off Baker Mayfield. I'm this is this is gonna be fun now. I'm interested in how this goes. I think
0: the same the same investment you were gonna to make to uh to reshape Deshaun Watson's image, you, you just take that same investment and you try to reshape your own image.
1: for it to well, this isn't like paper. a PR problem. This is a—it's an internal. It's internal yeah.
0: PR. My buddy Mike does that internal PR. Internal PR. Yeah, over at Comcast. You know, keep the keep the employees you know abreast of situations and moving forward. It's probably okay. more than that, right, Mike? But uh, anyway, you, you know, people do that. Sure. They, they should hire Mike. Actually, go uh, go repair relations with uh, with Baker. Okay. Like, yeah, he's going to tweet soon, isn't he? I hope so. Probably like, uh, <laughs> I think he would come back with like a uh, Kermit tea emoji. He's just tweeting. Uh, like eyeballs or something. Yeah, that would get a, people going nuts. This is a double eyeball emoji. Yeah. This is double. Uh, I, think, I think Kermit sipping tea probably is coming from Baker Mayfield's account soon. Or maybe he's on the TikTok. Who the heck knows? Mm. Like you are. Which team are we on here? Houston Indy. Take a your, break. Take your we did the Jaguars. Oh, I didn't get to say what I don't like about the Jags. Oh, what do you not like? Cam Robinson.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. Franchising for Cam Robinson for over $16 million. See my Okorafor analysis.
1: If you haven't figured it out now, I'm not paying you to figure it out. They've been Even though talking got better last year. up Juwan Taylor at right tackle. So I haven't been hating the Cam Robinson thing too much because I think they still need a left tackle. And... It's like if you're okay, you need two tackles, right? So you if need you need two tackles,
0: because Walker Little's a huge projection, too, the guy they drafted last year.
1: Right. And if it's Walker Little, or you draft one, or you're still in the Toronto Armstead sweepstakes, whatever it is, if you end up getting a left tackle, Cam Robinson, I think, still has potential use at right tackle. Um, Why? Why do you
0: want to move a below average left tackle to right tackle five years into his career? Because he's probably
1: still better than Jawan Taylor.
0: I don't think but they've been talking Cam up. playing right tackle. Is better than Jawan Taylor playing right tackle. I think it might be, and they've been talking. Taylor's really struggled too. Both of those guys have not been good.
1: Right. So if you want to take, if you want to say, all right, Taylor's just done, but we might be able to get something more out of Cam Robinson at right tackle. I'm kind of okay with that.
0: Look, franchise tags don't don't kill you long term, and it's not like the Jags are low on money or anything like that. But I don't want to pay to have Cam Robinson try to figure it out. All right, Uh, Houston Texans. I, Can we talk I philosophy here? Move? Can we talk
1: philosophy or do you, you got to pick a move? I don't even have a favorite move. What are they? They've done nothing that I like.
0: Obo Okoronkwo is my favorite move. Yeah. But as we were discussing. I sent you a joke slack. I was like, love this move. Did I get that one? No, no. This was days ago. Okay. I'm like, oh, look, they signed Okoronkwo, a guy that I, we highlighted in the preview shows yeah. and teams looking for edge rushers. Love taking a shot on Okoronkwo, who's been pretty productive in limited time and loved him coming out of college until and then i said unless i find out it's a 1 year deal
1: yeah it's a 1 year deal 1 year 3.5 i think they have signed
0: is every they have not signed anybody for more than 2 years over the last 2 years yeah
1: nobody nobody they are they're i, I we went through this yesterday they are just Literally killing time until the Deshaun Watson thing gets done. And then they can start whatever project this is. And this is, lit- it's just a waste. It's just rearranging players on the roster because this is the time people do that. So they're kicking out a bunch of randoms. They're bringing in a bunch of randoms. They're spending no money anywhere. And we're just, we're just, what, we're doing nothing. I, liked, I, I like no, the concept. Not, I don't have one. I don't like, there's no move the Texans made that I like. None. Okoronkwa. No. Bringing back Farrell because you were saying earlier if Desmond King two years seven million if Okaranko had signed for three years eighteen million you would like it more than if he'd signed for his one year three point five deal because it would actually indicate some kind of projection and investment into his future one year three point five just means he's going to be on the roster for the next few months and then we'll see which is nothing I don't want to zero repeat. commitment to him I don't want to repeat ourselves again again all I'm saying is don't like any of them what would I
0: do differently. Next. I would sprinkle it. I would try to find somebody that's going to be here three years from now. Yes. Right. And it have some, some sort, of, it doesn't have to be what the Jags did. Like there's a balance between maybe the Jags throwing a ton of money at a whole bunch of players and what the Texans are doing, throwing little money with no long-term commitments at all. Right. There's got to be a happy balance between those two. And if I'm the Texans, again, like we probably said on the preview show, I got to find somebody that's going to be a part of this rebuild. I like the idea of building through the draft and eventually they're going to get this huge hall for Watson and their nucleus is going to be built through the draft fine, but you still can find other pieces in free agency. that are going to be there in 2024 and 25, like you could still do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and they just they're haven't not done trying, that trying to do anything like this is they ever play a kid in chess And, you know, small kids are not great at chess, so if you played properly, you would win very quickly, very easily. So sometimes you have to just, like, move things, you know, like just take a step forward with a pawn just to chew up a move and, like, kill time until the small kid can do something. You know what I mean? That's what the Texans are doing right now. They're just making random moves just to kill time and space and energy until we get to, like, the real stuff. Like, they're not actually – they're not trying to improve. They're literally just making moves to show that they're alive, to show that they're active and that there's like somebody working the switches. That's all they're doing. So there's no point in analyzing this because they're not genuinely trying to do anything. I can see
0: you just dominating Scout in chess. You play chess with Scout? Yeah, she can play. Yeah, it's pretty good. Anyway, so the Texans playing chess. (laughs) With a child. (laughs) With a child. Yeah. All right,
1: we're... Let's, I'm not trying to be mean. I just think they could do more long-term it's not, things. It's not. I mean, it's genuine, and they're not trying to do anything. They're they're not honestly playing the same game as everybody else. So it's pointless to analyze these moves because they're not they're not trying to achieve anything with them.
0: All right, let's go to the Indianapolis Colts here in the NFC South. We're not going to forget the Titans. This order, I'm going to forget somebody now. Probably. Don't let me forget somebody, but Colts. Anything you like? <laughs> if you forgot the Titans again, that,
1: would be, <laughs> that would, would be very upset. That would be ironic. Somebody remind me not to forget the Titans, please. Thanks. Um, I guess trading for Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, he's a very flawed player, but his one trick is very useful, particularly for a team that can figure out a way of not relying on him on first and second down. If you can just have Yannick Ngakwe as a designated pass rusher, that's good. And the Colts can probably swing that. Um, I guess what I like is
0: trading Carson Wentz, getting something Trade for him. him. away. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't leave you in an enviable situation as far as finding your next quarterback. But I like that they were able to do damage control, you know, that they, they got out from... I liked, I liked the overall move as well. You take a shot on Carson Wentz, and then you get out of it. Yeah. And so you, you paid for one year to see, right? Which I think
1: is fine. Did you see his pictures for Washington? There's two of them. There's there's, the there's first yesterday's. One. Yes, in and the letterman jacket. Then there's today's. Yeah, in, they, his, in his own yellow jacket, yeah. which apparently he already owned. This is not like one that's been handed to him or that he's gotten specially now that he's the Washington commander. Maybe this is his best. Quarterback. Thing. This is like I already own this yellow jacket and I'm ecstatic that I have the There you go. Look. And I'm ecstatic that I've got the opportunity now to wear it for this special occasion. There's no way he owned a jacket with exact that's what he says. Washington football team I mean, maybe Commander he's a liar. You can call him yellow. a liar if you want. I'm just relying. Look, see, Carson said he already had the jacket. That is the exact yellow. That is a very specific yellow. My, my only point would simply be that... And he Washington, have the shoes too? The Washington commander's colors are not kind to ginger people. They're not. No. They're not complementary to the ginger. That's very... Uh... Now, I don't know with the ginger theory... That, you know, the talent can only be concentrated in one place at one time. If that's like a, if that's like an enhancing feature, you know, like so a, a force multiplier for the ginger, the Washington Commander's colors, if it is, then Carson Wentz is about to be MVP. If it isn't, then he just looks kind of silly in those colors. So what does Wentz need to do to own all the ginger talent next year? That's the question. So like if... God, look at that. I had multiple people, by the way, tagging me in that picture, which I'm not happy about. Multiple. I can see it. Stop. He's got a little more hair. No. Beard. I'm not. That's not That's not on. Can somebody get Sam a Letterman's jacket,
0: please? I'm not. No. that's We're going to replicate that. That's this. harsh and unfair. The I ball mean, thing. I would pay for your charity if you just replicated all of Carson Wentz's looks. Right? Forget the Mahomes TikTok. If you replicated all of Carson Wentz's looks How from the Letterman looks jacket that? to the bright yellow blazer. Yeah. I'm not buying a Letterman, a Washington Letterman and a, and a bright it. yellow PFF will jacket it. it's for charity we'll expense it yeah where are we again uh moves you don't like for the Colts ah uh, so I liked trading stop cars stop it just move just move out of the, sh- out of the shot <sighs> yeah you're right that's his head's not, as, not doing it head's not a shiny wait hang on <laughs> here we go no no anything no. you liked from the Colts Sam uh, I already did the like.
1: I oh, did you did. In you Gakwe. Did so we did it in Gakwe. I said I liked Colts. What do you not like about the Colts? The fact they don't have a quarterback. They, okay, you trade away Carson Wentz, fine. Damage limitation, great. On the other hand, what are you doing now? Because you still do? don't have anybody. Give me answers. I don't have any answers. They're, that's the problem with this. You, you traded away the guy you decided was a problem, and now you need an answer, and what is your answer? Well, you don't need the answer until September, or presumably hey, July. You need one pretty soon. So,
0: yeah, that's what happens.
1: I don't like that they've placed themselves in a position of not having a quarterback in so a quarterback-driven league. You would have kept Carson, you kept Carson Wentz. If I didn't have a better option,
0: yeah. So you would have had an option already available. Yeah, like the draft. I mean, doesn't if you're going to trade him away, could be an option.
1: If you're going to trade him away,
0: have a solution. You understand timing and markets and all that stuff, right? Like, if you're going to, you can't just trade Carson Wentz at any time, right? They had to do it. If you are going to make the move, they had to do it at some point. So at some point, they were going to left with the indecision of who their quarterback is. Well, that's not great. And that's where they are. So that's what you don't like. No. That's not even a move. It's not a move. You said it's, you said it's going to be a move. So
1: that means you the don't move, like the Carson I Wentz told, move. Yes. Trading away Carson Wentz with zero replacement When would strategy. you trade
0: Carson Wentz, then?
1: Well, I might not if I didn't have... A, that's my point. If okay. I didn't have a better option, I wouldn't. I'd lie in the bed that I made and deal with it. Oh. Anything I don't like? Yeah, I also don't like not having a quarterback. What? You, now you're, the thing you like and don't like is the same move. No, that's not true. Well, then what is the thing you don't like? I don't like that they still don't
0: have a good receiving core. That they haven't, you know, that they haven't used their cap space anywhere. Yeah. The Colts have been sitting here with incredible cap space for years, for a few years now, right? The Colts are like, I'm trying to think here. You get into the metaphor market. I think so. So what's happening here? I feel like they've prepared the graphic. They've built they've been doing the opposite of the Texans, building a foundation for years, making a lot of like a lot of shrewd moves, but they're low value moves. So make a metaphor for that. For mean, me. I, no, this is your job. Come on, you set the let's go. They have a house with just floors.
1: <laughs> just
0: a floor. house with just floors. <laughs> they haven't even put rooms in there. <laughs> right there's no stove nothing that can, you can't use anything in the house that would be your, your receivers your playmakers okay you just your stars just floors they have they just have floors right the texans just have curtains and the colts just have floors right and you know all the good teams have all the other appliances that actually you know work heating stoves you can cook probably a Traeger grill. Hey, Traeger, what's up? Right? Does that make any sense? It's, it's a grind.
1: It's a grind. When you try and work through a metaphor, it's tough work. It's tough going. Throw
0: one on the ticker. <laughs> Throw
1: one on the ticker. Which way, though? Did that go up or down? Is uh, that a, I'm going from negative one to zero. Is that a positive or, or negative metaphor? Negative one to zero, get to? I think. <sighs> up to zero. That's tough going. Yeah, there you go. Negative oh, two. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you took a shot. It's, that's all you can do. That's all you can ask.
0: I don't know. We've been sitting here praising Chris Ballard for years. Oh, look at this. You know, he did some good stuff in the draft. He got some playmakers. He found Darius Leonard and all this stuff. But they're just not good enough
1: on the perimeter, both <laughs> sides of the ball. Stone posted a YouTube poll. Uh, who would rock the hot dog suit better, me or Carson Wentz? Oh, yes. I won by 72% of the, or with 72% of the vote. Carson loses again. What, what's involved in – like, what is a good rocking of a hot dog suit? What Like, what's the win there? Uh, How do you rock one better than another guy? Ah, uh, just humor level. Who's going to be... Who's
0: going to look stupider wearing the hot dog suit? That's correct. Okay. Look at years of you making fun of my appearance, coming back to you in two days. All of it. All in, in two days. days. Yeah. On your day, too. St. Paddy's Day. All right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Wentz has, Wentz has a little
1: leprechaun-y type of look, too. Wentz has a little leprechaun type of look. Big right? leprechaun, but... Very big leprechaun. I'm not sure you can say that anymore.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, is that all allowed?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Cut that out. I was just joking. All right. Tennessee. We're not forgetting them. Are you not allowed to say that anymore? I don't know. I've lost track. I don't it. want to bring attention to it. I don't know what it. you're allowed to say. Let's not bring not. attention to it. Which is not great for people who's who are paid to talk for a lot of the time. Yeah. Particularly live. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. Just saying he's got a beard that looks like yours. Yeah. Tennessee Wait, Titans. His is ginger than mine. Mine is less ginger than his. Come Maybe. on. What are we doing? This is. Can we I get can HR on the phone? We got award-winning HR here. Tanya, would you start throwing around some discipline to these people? Well, our our training's not due till the end of the month. So I mean, mine's completed, so I can. I yeah, can but it's not due HR. till the end
0: of the month. So to be fair, I think it's tough to really hold people to the proper HR standards until we all complete our training on okay. my birthday, March thirty first. Right. That's when it's due. By the way, PFFers. Well, okay. <laughs> Turning forty in two weeks from today. Wow. Yeah, it's happening. That's Tennessee right. Titans. What do you like? What do I like? Look at us not forgetting the Titans. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Look at us. We're an hour in. We're going to have an hour AFC, hour NFC. Perfect
1: show. (laughs) The perfect show. Uh, Re-signing Ben Jones. Two years, $14 million. Quality starting center. Good. Done. Like it. I like that. Um, I'm going to say I like that as well. I like
0: the signing of Jamarco Jones, former Seahawks guard. I would try him at tackle. I would just give him a shot at right tackle because he looked like a better tackle coming out of college at Ohio State. I think Jamarco Jones—so the the difference between the four moves and the Cam Robinson moves and all that stuff, those guys are getting paid to get better at the NFL level after starting for years. Mm -hmm. I think Jamarco Jones is one of those guys who's worth a look, was a good college player, hasn't had a ton of opportunities at the NFL level. If he's going to break out, it would be right around this part of his career, and you do that for two years, you know, under $6 million. Those are the guys— that you try to take that shot on. So, Jamarco Jones, I like that move, that signing for the Titans. What don't you like? Uh,
1: resigning Harold Landry to five years, 87 and a half million dollars. Um, that is monster money for Harold Landry, um, who, it's not that he's bad, right? There's a difference between Harold Landry and Bud slash Bad Dupree, that he isn't that bad. Um, On the other hand, he isn't great either. He has four straight years in the NFL of PFF pass rushing grades that range between 56.8, his most recent one, and 61.1. Now, look, we're talking about Von Miller having lost a step as a pass rusher, and he just posted an 88 pass rushing grade. So Harold Landry has never been in the same stratosphere of pass rusher as Von Miller, even declined Von Miller, and yet we're handing this guy the bag to be an elite pass rusher he where he gets kind of fascinating though is he has usually that happens in bud dupree-esque circumstances where a guy gets you know a few sacks but doesn't get any pressure and he just kind of lucked into some sacks in in a random stretch harold landry has both sacks and pressures um he's got 225 pressures over the last four years the last three years he's been over 55 each season that's a pretty high number i mean that's We're saying Jerry Hughes is a really useful pass rusher because he'll guarantee you 50 pressures a season, right? Harold Landry has gotten you that each year of the last three years. But he's never graded well. And it's because in each of the last three years, it's taken him 566 or more rushes to get those pressures. So his selling point right now, you know, they say that your greatest ability is availability. Well, Harold Landry is knocking that one out of the park. That dude is available every goddamn snap of the game, every game of the season, every season of his career, like clockwork. But he's not actually doing that much. Over 1,000 snaps each of the last three years. For over 11, yeah, over 1,043 was over 11, the last, over 1,100 the last
0: two years. So, yeah, I, I think you summed that up well. The other way I'll put it, he's a good player. He's durable. He drops into coverage. Over a hundred times per season as well, right? So he's got that flexibility. I look at this move and say, that's the type of guy you you thank him for his four years and you let someone else pay him. This is what like what the Ravens would do. You have the next replacement or Obo Okoronkwo or Uchenna and Wosu, guys who do this little bit of linebacker, a little bit of pass rush, a little bit of set the edge. You get you can get cheaper at that position. And you can also acknowledge if a guy like this is how the NFL should be using our stuff. Okay. If a guy has a ton of pressures and all that, and he doesn't have a great pass rush grade, generally it's because of the scheme, the system, or some sort of help. Right. And if, and if you're the Titans and you have generated that much pressure and you're happy with Harold Landry's production, you should look at yourself and say, we've created an environment where this guy can produce. Therefore, we could probably do it for someone else on the cheap whether it's in the draft or whether it's the Tyus Bowser type or the Enchenna Unwosu type that are out there in the free agent market. So I think those are that's the, like, the alternative move to make there rather than having a ridiculous amount of money locked up in Harold Landry and Bud Dupree, where if you put that straight up, can you win one-on-one pass rush duo against the others that are around the NFL now? Bosa and Mack and you know Chandler Jones and uh, Max Crosby. I mean, it's not even in the same ballpark, mm-hmm. the Titans. So I agree with you on the. Landry move, not liking that. AFC West. Oh, yeah, we're not even close to, we're not even done with the AFC yet. No. It's not even close to a perfect show.
1: No. Denver Broncos, what do you like? Uh, I mean, obviously, Russell Wilson. There we go, Russell Wilson. Good trade. Good job, Broncos. Had to do it, right? You had to, I mean, you didn't get the Aaron Rodgers thing done. You had to get something. You had to get a quarterback that can compete in this division, and that's the one
0: love it agree on Russell Wilson power move you did it a lot of the other stuff the Broncos are doing is pretty good too anything you uh, I also like Josie Jewell coming back bringing bringing back your own two years 11 million dollars huge need at linebacker filled by one of their own and Josie Jewell anything you don't like about the
1: Broncos I'd also give them credit for the Randy Gregory deal as well by the way and DJ I mean they made a lot of moves DJ Jones I think is a good one as well so So you don't like like almost everything Denver have done nothing you, you don't like yet uh what do I not like um is that too risky
0: for randy gregory no because it's a so, long-term investment
1: but it's only 28 million guaranteed like he can if he lasts if he lasts a season he's got you halfway towards that value if he lasts two seasons you've nailed it like i think that's perfectly fine in terms of risk all right uh i don't know that i dislike any move they've made yeah i'm kind of with you don't have one i mean yeah no nothing
0: i, I, I got nothing where's there more to do with Denver, a little more. You want to shore up the offensive line a little bit more. And they need a right tackle. Right tackle. They're another team a that
1: you could make the case that they should have already traded for Lyle Collins just to get that done. Again, if you've got a window of opportunity with Russell Wilson and a glaring hole at right tackle, go fix it now. Um, but other than that, can't dislike too much. All right, more work to
0: do on the offensive uh, offensive line. I would agree that uh, that's one thing they can still do better. How about the Kansas City Chiefs? Hmm.
1: Uh well, they re-signed Chad Henney, so that's <laughs> anything is possible, uh, as they say. Gotta love that. I guess franchise tagging Orlando Brown, I quite like as a concept. Um they were in this spot where they're gonna have to pay him an absolute boatload of money. We, let's put it off for a year. Let's let's keep him around for sixteen point six instead of having to give him a twenty million dollar a year contract for the next however many years. That's not a bad halfway house to just hedge. I don't mean to keep bringing up Cam Robinson, but they both got franchise tagged at
0: tackle, both they making did. over $16 million. Yeah. Orlando Brown's worst season is better than Cam Robinson's best season. Yep. So given the market, I agree. Orlando Brown is a good move. Now, I do think everything the Chiefs did last year is going to lead to... It's, it's going to be pretty heavy investment on the offensive line, and I do wonder if this is going to hamstring them as far as getting playmakers. That leads me to what I don't love so far is we don't have wide receiver three for the uh, or option number three in the past game for the Chiefs again yeah what don't you like
1: the Chiefs Uh, that's that's quite a lot of money for Justin Reed at safety Um, for a guy that's not coming off his best period of time now okay that you know with the Texans so like there's some there's some mitigating factors going on here Uh, I also don't like that they haven't figured out what to do with the Frank Clark deal yet they're still saddled with that and haven't done much to change that dynamic I'm not sure why Frank Clark is still on the roster to be honest Um, and as you said they still haven't found that third receiver I mean he's kind of like Landry right I mean if you can I don't think he's making your team worse
0: if you're paying
1: him less if you're paying him less it's like, not as bad. He might be making the team worse at this point. Landry, for all his faults, i.e. the fact that as much as he's getting a ton of pressure and he's there all the time, he's not a, really an impact playmaker. He is at least making you better. Like, but, Yeah, like he's good on the twists and stunts that they do. I mean, he's good. Landry's good with the stuff. The but Frank Clark might legitimately be dragging you down at this point. With the money you've got tied up in him, with the, the kind of things you need to do for him to be on the field in terms of, the, I mean, that's opportunity cost of Frank Clark being out there. I think at this point you can make a real argument is, is problematic. Yeah. So that's the Chiefs. I, I agree on the Justin Reed thing, by the way.
0: I mean, I think going from Tyron Matthew to Justin Reed's probably a downgrade. It's for a lot of money. I don't think Reed's a bad player necessarily. Right. Probably changes what they're going to do schematically.
1: But and I like the potential. I think he could actually be very good, could be very good defense. Yeah. It's just it's a lot of money for for that. A lot of money for a safety.
0: I also, I mean, what are they going to do at corner? They've done a good job of kind of stitching that together in recent years. Uh, But I I just think the Chiefs have a lot of question marks
1: right now on that roster. Hmm. I I mean, losing Traverius Ward, again, with, with, as of yet, no real replacement is is potentially an issue. Las Vegas Raiders, what do you like? Uh, Signing Chandler Jones. They, I mean, it's, they're in this arms race. The division is a murderer's row. It's a nightmare. I maintain that even though they were the team in the playoffs last year and the Chargers weren't, the Raiders are working with a disadvantage relative to the other teams in this division. They're not as good at quarterback. As much as Derek Carr has changed the way I think of him in recent years, he's not as good as the other three guys. He just isn't. Herbert's better. Um, and if I, I think realistically only Raiders fans think differently. I think everybody else in neutral would look at Herbert versus Carr and say Herbert is the better guy. So if you're the Raiders, the only way of combating that is to just start throwing resources at it and just try and get good players is wherever you can get them. And Chandler Jones, again, maybe declining, maybe not the force he was, is still a really good pass rusher, and you're going to need that in that division. Uh, I like the Raiders
0: signing cornerback Darius Phillips. Okay. One year, $2.25 million. It's only one year, but... Um, I like Phillip as, Phillips as a player. He's a former fifth-round pick. When he did have a chance to play, you know, an extensive, uh, extensive period of time in 2020, he had a 72 PFF grade. So he was always, he's great, one of those guys who's graded pretty well on a small sample size for cheap. I like those moves just to see if you can get something out of them, and there's no long-term risk there with Phillips. Anything you don't like, the Raiders?
1: Um, not really. I don't. I'll go. Okay.
0: I don't like them releasing Nick Witkoski. Because <laughs> I love Nick. Yeah, you do. I love Nick. You do. I think he's a fantastic player. And uh, he's going to make a team better. a okay. Linebacker. So I don't like that. I don't like that
1: one bit. He's uh, he's your defensive Morgan Moses. Oh, yeah. I mean, since, Everybody should since coming out of West Virginia. Witkowski. What's he good at? Flipper. The Flipper.
0: Yeah. Flipper. Uh-huh. Nobody takes on. I mean, dude. Nobody takes on lead fullbacks. The flipper getting under his pads, yeah. like Kukoski. Yes. Sorry, I should not. I should not act that out again.
1: It's a shame. There's a. It's a shame there isn't such a thing as a lead fullback anymore in the NFL. It is.
0: I'm just saying. Man's
1: got a skill set made for He's 2004. He's got an awesome skill set. Um, I think we had. Did we ask
0: him about the flipper? Yes. On the show. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, Yeah, I do. Work on that. Hmm. Friend uh, of the show, Nick Kukoski gets released. Yeah, I don't like that one bit by the Raiders.
1: Okay. I don't love acquiring Rocky Sine. I, I mean, we were talking, it happened basically as we just analyzed that they would be a good team to make uh, Yannick Ngakwe into a, a, a you know one-trick pony, just a designated pass rusher only, and instead they flipped him for a cornerback that just looks bad. Dude, I'm in on all those moves. I mean, he, did, he had a 72 coverage
0: grade last year, Yassin. It was his first actual good year. Did it in a favorable scheme in Indianapolis, but I don't know. I kind of like that because if I'm the Raiders, I'm going to take as many shots as possible at corner. And guys like Darius Phillips and Rocky Sin. So I actually disagree with what you didn't like there.
1: Okay. I'll uh, uh, summon the courage to go on.
0: Good for you. Los Angeles Chargers. Now we're cooking. Oh, dude, this show's taking
1: forever. <laughs> JC Jackson. I think I have a hard out too. The NFC fans are going to be so upset. So upset. Yeah. JC Jackson. Yeah. Um, for the same reasons that I didn't like the Patriots letting him walk. JC Jackson has elite. Ball skills. He's got incredible coverage numbers. He's, his coverage grade has been get, getting better year on year. And as much as the logic appears to be that, he's, that the Patriots are better with him as a man cover corner than a zone cover corner, I, I don't even know that that's true. And I think he excels in a zone scheme like the one that Chargers is going to be running. Great move for them.
0: Here's why I like J.C. Jackson. How's this philosophy here? In an NFL, where teams are going to go forward on fourth down more than ever are turnovers more important than ever so actual possession of the ball turnovers have always been important right it's it's a little you know correlation causation stuff and you look back and it's like oh teams that win the turnover battle win more whatever but in today's nfl if possession is the most important thing and the chargers having possession with their explosive offense is really important i like the building effort in their secondary over the last two years of jc jackson playmaker asante samuel playmaker the player playmaker
1: wait my actual favorite move is that they re-signed chase daniel to keep his streak alive of just
0: that's my least favorite
1: move because no pulling away from the rest of the yeah maybe maybe it's he didn't make enough money though only 2.25 he has now made for his career one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for every pass he's attempted 150 grand like nobody else is even close. Nobody else, uh, you know, nobody else with like more than five career attempts is just even in the ballpark. Like Kirk Cousins is going in the contract Hall of Fame for the money he's built out of teams whilst he's been like an above average starter. And Kirk Cousins is at like forty grand per pass attempt. Like he's actually had to work for the cash that he gets in as a guaranteed money. Chase Daniels has just been able to sit his ass on the bench for like a decade and rack in hundred and fifty grand for every time he's had to put the ball in the air. That's incredible. It is. I'm incredible. all for having that
0: streak kept alive. So you're good with the Chase Daniel signing. So you like, I mean, we both like a lot of what the Chargers did. Is there anything you don't like? Uh, I, I will just say they released really. Brian Bulaga, which is fine. Yeah. I, I think banking on him at this point not great. Right. But they have this hole at right tackle. So if you're yeah. going to say everybody should be call, trading for Lyle Collins. Sure. You know, maybe the Chargers are in that boat as well. Going yeah. in with the right tackle issue right now.
1: Yeah. Same thing. Cool.
0: Look at that. AFC's done. So soon? We under the NFC. So now I got to go, where's the order here? So it's all alphabetical. Who's Dallas. A- NFC East. All right, let's go. Dallas Cowboys. What do you like? I like, hmm.
1: I like re-signing Michael Gallup. I think that's reasonable money. In fact, it's good money, given some of the other contracts that have been signed. And given what they were evidently planning on doing, i.e. trading away... Amari Cooper apparently <laughs> getting priced out of the Cedric Wilson sweepstakes. He kind of needed to keep Gallup intact. Otherwise, all of a sudden the offense is Dak Prescott to CeeDee Lamb and basically nothing else.
0: Yeah. Gallup at five years, <laughs> $62 million, given some of the other price tags, looks really good. I, I don't know if it's just my mind playing tricks on me, but I, when you sign a number two receiver like Gallup for that money, I like it fine if he's your number two. Yeah. Right? Like when... Again, Corey Davis and the Jets. When you sign Corey Davis and it's like, he's your top receiver, both monetarily and on the field, I'm like, ooh, that's a sketchy move. I don't know. Until the Jets get a number one, and then it makes it look more palatable. So I like the Gallup move as well. I'll also say Demarcus Lawrence, you know, That's a great deal for Dallas. What's that? DeMarcus. The Demarcus yeah. Lawrence thing. So it's, again, he went from no guaranteed money to a lot of guaranteed money. Three years, $40 million. Um, Both Both parties are happy. And it's actually, you know, however, Dallas uh, negotiated his deal initially. That's one of that's one of the deals Dallas did that came back to benefit them in the end where they could actually save money on Lawrence and keep him on the team and keep a pretty key piece up front. Yeah,
1: I can only imagine I can only think that he must have really, really wanted to stay in Dallas because that feels like a deal that he could have knocked out of the park if he'd become a free agent and gone somewhere else. Um Like if they were asking him to take a pay cut and he'd said no and the answer to that was to cut him, he would have made way more than that in the open market. So for them to keep him around and all it cost him was some guaranteed money, steal. Uh, anything, what, so what don't you like about the Cowboys here? Just making a balls of the Randy Gregory thing. Like that has, you had that locked up and you just fumbled it for no reason other than like apparently a miscommunication over contract language. Like how have you not figured out how to piece that back together?
0: Right. We discussed that yesterday on the show with a very good breakdown by you. Thank you. Two, uh, both parties told 85% truths,
1: which led to, you know, what looked like a lie on both people thinking they got lied to. I also don't love, by the way, the trading away Amari Cooper thing. Just generally, the the entire approach of like hemorrhaging good players to try and save cap space is something that seems like it should have been avoidable for a team like these players. Their contract is not. It's like they're not being surprised by the contract. You to right? blame Zeke again? I mean, Zeke is obviously the problem, but but. Even with Zeke's contract, there were ways of avoiding this, right? Every other team goes through this as well, and they figure out ways of readjusting the contract and doing what they did to DeMarcus Lawrence and those kinds of things. And Dallas seems to have been, like, surprised by every one of these deals. Like, oh, I cut him. What?
0: I don't like that they lost that advantage that they have, right? That advantage being the three wide receivers and, you know, having that explosive offense uh, at any point. So I don't like that, which involves trading Amari Cooper. And I like Gallup a lot, but I'd rather probably pay more money to Cooper, even though I know they soured on him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go Philadelphia Eagles. Giants next. Let's go Giants. Do you want to go alphabetical order? Sure. New York Giants. New York Giants. What do you
1: like here? NFC East New York Giants. Uh, They at least made one move on the offensive line, bringing in Mark Lewinsky to an offensive line that desperately needs help. So that, yeah, creeping back toward average on the offensive line
0: is definitely something to like. I can't believe you didn't pick Tyrod Taylor.
1: I mean, he's seventeen million for Tyrod. Look, I love that's Tyrod, an up two number. I think it's an up-to. yeah, but still, it's you know. Although somebody was pointing out that like, if you look at the quarterbacks that have immediately followed Tyrod in recent years, like all oh, Daniel Jones to the moon, you know, like Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, Baker Mayfield. Okay, that one's it looks apart good a bit. for a while, right? But all of a sudden, like the the, the arrow's only pointing up for Daniel Jones right now. Yeah,
0: Tyrod. Maybe maybe that Tyrod's just good in the room. Or once you puncture his lung, things take off. I mean, look, accidents happen. <laughs> they certainly do. Uh, what don't you like about the New York
1: Giants? Uh, I mean, I guess I guess only it's not that they only made one move on the offensive line because Feliciano came in as well. I. I would like them to have attacked that a little bit more with a little bit more gusto. Yeah. You know, done what the Bengals. have done. I don't like that. They didn't do what the
0: Bengals did It's yeah. the right. They didn't do it because the Bengals did it a lot closer to kind of how we laid it out on the show. Um, and, the, and we, and we, kind of laid it out the same way for the giants and the bears and the Panthers and all these other teams. So I kind of agree with that. I also look at a guy like Matt Paird. He said, he's another O line breakout candidate. It might not be as bad up front for
1: the giants. But again, you don't want to put yourself in the position that Miami did last year, which is relying Hoping, on, yeah. on those players developing. Like, yeah. if they do, great. If they don't, though, that's your problem. And this was like, the Jags, like, again, the Christian Kirk thing, right? It's like, oh, well, if he plays really well, nobody's going to think about the contract. And it's like, and if he doesn't, oh, we're not thinking about that. Well, <laughs> right. you probably should be.
0: Yeah, the other thing maybe is not getting trade value for James Bradbury. It's maybe out of the Giants' control. But they shopped him and now there's rumors they might just have to release James Bradbury. You know, who's, you know, a pretty good corner, mm-hmm. making a ton of money. And I thought he would be a key piece to flip in this rebuild. So not being able to get anything for him, I would say. Don't love it. Uh let's go Philadelphia Eagles. They've really only made one move. Yeah, it's our favorite and least favorite. Okay. Signed Hassan
1: Reddick. Done. It's a good move. I like it. Hassan Reddick uh- He's closer to that one-trick pony style of, of player. He's a speed edge rusher, undersized, but he brings some heat to the edge rush that Philadelphia has been losing in recent years with either guys that haven't panned out or just the decline of the likes of Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. So I think it's, it's a good move. Different body type, but Redick made the move that people have been asking about for
0: Anthony Barr for years, right? College edge right. rusher turned linebacker. And then three or four years into the career, it's like, what if you turned him back into an edge rusher? And for Reddick, his career has taken off. He's, you know, since late in 2020, right, with the Cardinals, yeah. had all those sacks, signs the deal with the Panthers last year, now cashes in with the Eagles. Maybe the best thing the Eagles are doing is not overspending anywhere because they do have a lot of young pieces on this roster mm-hmm. and they've got all this draft capital and they're just not overspending. In areas, I do think uh, as far as anything you don't like off the top here, as far as the Eagles go,
1: ah, uh, not really. I mean, it's not a bad roster all told, um, and they've got those three first-round picks. So I feel like they could. The thing they could use
0: though is like some of the Texans players, right? Some of the one and two-year contracts that the Texans are signing, you sprinkle those throughout the Eagles roster with the influx of draft capital. just yeah. to, So you don't have a starting corner, really, to trust opposite Darius Slay right now. That would be one thing. So if you did have some more of those mid-level players and contracts added to this Eagles roster, I think that would also help. Um, you know, so you don't have to maybe attack needs as much in the draft. Sure. Let's go Washington football team. What do you like? What don't you like? Commanders. What did I say football team? Yeah. Oh, jeez. The Commanders. I mean, like that's not much better, but Commanders. that's so it's what
1: it is. As a commander, what do you uh what do you what do you like? What I like the most. Do you um, like Carson. I uh, Andrew Norwell. Andrew Norwell got signed. They helped plug the gap that they lost by getting rid of both their guards, Eric Flowers and Brandon Sheriff, both gone, so they needed to fix that somewhere along the line. Andrew Norwell is a solid starting guard. Done. I know what you don't like, but um, I don't like a lot of it.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fine. You're you're essentially a Flipping Eric Flowers for Andrew Norwell there, it's probably a push to be honest at this point. Sure,
1: but uh, like if you're going to do one,
0: you, you have to do the other. Do you like re-signing J D. McKissick? Is that too much money for you? Two years, seven million.
1: Uh, for any running that's back, all right, because you know pass catching guy. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So
0: that's okay. I'll say that J D. McKissick. I kind of agree on the Norwell stuff. What don't you like as
1: far as the Commanders go? I don't like releasing Matt Ioannidis. I know that. That's Obviously. what I knew where, you were, where I knew you were going. to I also go. don't like trading for Carson Wentz. I think that's a bad move. I understand that it's a it screams of desperation, right? I I thought last year Washington's process was sound. They got screwed. It didn't work, but the process was good. And I when you learn from good process but bad results and you react to that, I think you tend to make mistakes. And that I feels what they've done here, which is, our process screwed us last year, so let's change the process. So, quick, go and get a quarterback now. Who? Uh, I don't, it doesn't matter. Grab one. Wentz is over here. Done. Sold. Like, Frank, nobody was going to be a bigger supporter of Carson Wentz than Frank Reich, and Frank Reich is done with the guy. So, that again, this is like the, you know, Bill Belichick calls you up and wants to flip you a, a defender that you think is really good. It should be raising alarm bells. I think that is the best point when frank reich of this whole of life. all people is like you know what we're done and frank reich is like rubbing dirt through his hair apologizing at the feet of jim ursay for bringing this disaster into the franchise that should be telling you something that is not a guy you want to go out and find and get as your starting quarterback that's the best point i've seen anybody
0: make to be honest sam is is not so much you idiots you got carson wentz he just you know didn't do what he was supposed to do in Indianapolis and underwhelmed there and all that stuff. It's the fact that he went to, uh, of all the situations where, at least off the field and familiarity-wise and all that stuff, the place where he should have succeeded. Again, I've criticized the Colts for not giving him the weapons I don't think that he needed there, so I don't think he's in that spot. Um, But what your point is, if he didn't do it with Frank Reich, How
1: are you going to do it in Washington? And not even just that you didn't do it, but like when that guy is is done, is is just completely out on you to the point where he's apparently, reportedly, who knows if this is true or not, but reportedly apologizing to the owner for vouching for him in the first place, right? If he is out to that degree, that should be right. Like you should have to answer some serious questions about if he is that out on him, why are we in on him? I always ask though, what's the alternative for the commanders? Literally anything. You're just good with anything else besides... I mean, look, Carson Wentz. Jameis is still out there for nothing. Jameis Winston, I honestly don't even think that the distribution of outcomes for Jameis and Carson Wentz is different at this point. They're the same player, but one of them is going to cost you nothing in terms of contract, in terms of draft capital, nothing. You can sign him right now for a bag of peanuts and, you know, some workout videos, right? Carson Wentz cost you multiple draft picks and his $28 million contract... And literally, the distribution might be exactly the same. So why? Yeah, that's fair. Other than he matches your colors with his ginger hair.
0: <laughs> the only thing I don't like is they haven't they haven't attacked all the. They, you need to attack the playmaker situation with uh, what is it? Enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Huh? Is that how Harbaugh says it? Yeah. That's how Jim Harbaugh says it. That's what the, that's what Washington could have, would have, should have been doing. And uh, so that'd be the one thing I'd say I don't necessarily like. Maybe on top of the Wentz thing, but look, I get it. I get taking chances at the quarterback position a little bit. Um, They might not be able to get out of this, though, a year from now. Like the Colts did. I mean, they get
1: out of it by cutting him.
0: Right. The, The get out of it is like, I don't mind giving up a little bit of draft capital for the opportunity like the Colts did. If the commander, if this doesn't work this year... They're not getting draft picks back. They're no. not getting stuff back for him. It's like, all right, you just, you just failed in three straight places, right? Yes. Um, uh, so playmakers. Add more playmakers.
1: Somebody on Twitter, uh, Jake Trotter from ESPN, has been summing up the Baker-Mayfield-Cleveland-Browns relationship via metaphor. And he initially tweeted... Add him to the metaphor. March 15th, two days ago. Uh, I don't know if the bridge has been completely burned, but it's definitely on fire. He has since updated this with the river has since caught fire beneath the bridge. So <laughs> it's not going well. The Baker-Mayfield-Cleveland-Browns relationship is, is what I will take from that. If the water is on fire, that's,
0: that, that is problematic. That is problematic. All right, where are we going? Uh, NFC North. Who's in that division? Chicago Bears. Anything you like about the Chicago Bears? All they've done so far... Is uh, released. Tariq Cohen, Eddie Goldman, uh, who else did? Uh, Danny Trevathan mm-hmm. released. They signed uh, Larry Ogunjobi. We need to update this one. <laughs> Nicholas Morrow.
1: Yeah, don't don't love a lot of it. They traded Khalil Mack. They did. Okay, let's go with that. They traded Khalil Mack.
0: I like that. I look again when we said fixing the Bears. We did update. We updated with Ogunjobi. Just press refresh. If um. If you listen to our show, Fixing the Bears, it w- it, it, you look up and down the roster, there's not a whole lot to build upon. They're, they're eating a lot of dead cap this year, and they're looking to the future. I think the best thing that they've done is think about the future because the roster's really been left in a rough spot with little draft capital. So I do like that Ryan Pohl's first move is cut the people that aren't going to be here in the future. Let's move on to the new regime. Let's get some draft capital for, um, for Khalil Mack and start getting our talent in here. So I like that as a move. I think that's a good start. Um, what I don't necessarily like is all that money for Larry Joby. Yeah. And I know that that's three years, $40 million. That's over. That's well over the going rate for interior defensive linemen right now. So BJ Hill, I said it might've been too much for BJ Hill uh, in Cincinnati. This is 10 more, ten more million, 10 million dollars more than BJ Hill on the same same length. And BJ Hill's graded better than Ogunjobi for us over the last couple of years. So I think Ogunjobi um, started his career really well for the Browns and has slowly gotten a little bit worse and just uh, the grade hasn't really always matched up to the hype, and I think, they're also,
1: Ogunjobi. like, they're projecting him in a way that doesn't make any sense. Like, they're projecting him as a three technique, apparently. Um, like an interior pass rushing defensive tackle. And even when he was grading very well for us, he wasn't grading well as a pass rusher. Now, to be fair, when he was grading well against the run, he was doing so by penetrating into the backfield, by typically making those kind of plays that you associate with a three-tech type of player, as opposed to stacking guys at the line of scrimmage and shedding and two-gapping and all that kind of stuff. So I guess the the traits and the plays are transferable, but we... like. You can't look at his tape so far and be like, oh, there's a three tech waiting to break out. We've seen zero evidence of that. So you're paying him a ton of money, more than he's ever shown he should be earning. And you're doing it because you project him at a position or an alignment different to anything we've seen him do so far. Both those things are bad. So I'm just
0: looking at Joby's page right now. Yes, never had a pass rush grade above 63 and uh, you guys can get access to this. You get 30% off this week. Free agency, 30. You get access to any PFF subscription. 30% off, edge or elite. I have the elite package, obviously. But I'm looking at the premium stats 2.0. You get every single snap graded. So I can say, hey, look, Joby's played over 3,500 snaps in his career. Never had that pass rush grade above 63. Has kind of regressed as a run defender. So I don't love that move as far as the Bears go. And with Ogan uh you guys can break this whole, all, whole thing down yourself using free agency 30 you're 30% off um, but as far as Ogunjobe goes our grades and uh, our grades are really uh, stable year to year as far as defensive line goes especially when you have that much information on defensive players so this is one of those moves you could generally be a little bit more confident in. I think when you're criticizing it so uh, let's go Green Bay Packers what do you like Sam
1: uh green bay packers i like bringing back aaron Rodgers because you don't have him you don't really have anything yeah
0: i mean aaron Rodgers and Devontae adams bringing them both back that has to be the thing you like right mm-hmm Devondre campbell i think that's a good move like or don't like
1: no i like that i i think a given the linebacker market with guys like olakoon getting almost the same amount of money for you know way less good play um It's decent money for him. It's also the team. Like, so Devondre Campbell, years of average play, goes to Green Bay, plays like an all-pro, right? If anybody's going to give him the money, I feel better about it being Green Bay. If he'd gone somewhere else off the back of that deal and was getting the big money, it's like, okay, can we do that outside of
0: Green Bay? You're the place that got him on track and everything. It's a new world for the Packers, right? They used to not explore free agency much. They did with Preston Smith, who they just re-signed. They did with Zedaria Smith, who they just released and went to the rate and he went to the Ravens and they, you know, re-signed Devondre Campbell, another free agent type. So yeah, they're doing a lot more, uh, a little bit more aggressive. I'd say that than the Packers of old, uh, anything you don't like or what don't you like about the Packers?
1: Uh, I mean, the fact that they haven't got the Devante Adams deal done yet is not ideal. Yeah. Um, that's probably it really. Like they need to figure out a way of getting that sorted out and, squeezing them both under the cap and having it for more than a year and all those kinds of things. It's, it's a tough deal, but that's what they're stuck with. I'm
0: still on this playmakers kick, right? So they bring back Alan Lazard on his restricted free agent contract. So they've got Lazard and Devonte Adams, but and technically Randall Cobb right now, if they're not going to release him tight end is a big question mark remains a question mark. They just got uh, released Billy Turner. That probably puts Elkin Jenkins out at right tackle, but you know the interior of the offensive line isn't great on paper. So I think there's just holes across the offense where you want to attack this, I think, the way the Bucks have attacked it around Tom Brady and just say, look, we're going we're gonna to build as much depth with great players as, as best we can. I know every team's trying to do that, but I think the Packers are just a, a step behind as far as that goes right now from a roster-building standpoint.
1: Yeah, they don't appear to be able to achieve the same gravitational effect that Tom Brady has in terms of, hey, everybody's going to come. Everybody's going to sign for less money. We'll yeah. get the band together. We'll go win a Super Bowl. I don't know how much of it is Green Bay not being a destination that he wanted to necessarily play in and how much of it is the Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers thing. But, True. like, Green Bay is not achieving what Tampa Bay is. Uh, I skipped the Detroit Lions as far as
0: alphabet- uh, alphabetical order goes. Let's go Lions. At least you got him yeah you should We shouldn't forget him. If I've forgotten anybody, you just drop it in the YouTube chat. We still have to do the NFC South and the West. Hmm. Uh, Detroit Lions, what do you like?
1: Uh, I guess DJ Chark taking the the kind of Will Fuller deal. You know, one year, $10 million. It's like similar reasons. You know, deep speed is important. Potential that he can transform an offense is important. It, it's worth a gamble for a team with a ton of money, with a ton of space, with opportunity rife in terms of wide receiver, of. Uh, snaps and all those kinds of things I think that's a good gamble to take
0: Uh, so I look at that deal and I say is this one of those things where you can you get him for just a year feed him like crazy build up his value and then he gets the big deal next year next offseason you might get a comp pick out of it or whatever it is the only question is are if you're the Lions are you really equipped to build up his value so I like this as a concept right get guys on one year deals build up their value let them go somewhere else reap the reward Um, so yeah I like that move it's fine um, we'll see if that ends up paying off. Um, I don't mind bringing back Charles Harris on two years, $14 million. Another one of those kind of a, I don't want to use the word bust, but he was an underwhelming first-round prospect yeah. for the Dolphins and has bounced back, uh, tried to bounce back with the Falcons, actually did bounce back with the Lions. Um, two years, $14 million for him to see if he can keep it up. Not bad. Uh, they actually signed. So the Lions signed Tracy Walker for three years, $25 million. Lions are in a similar rebuild as the Houston Texans, but this is like, they actually sign somebody that's going to be there when you're hoping to be good. And, and that's all I'm asking the Texans to do, right? Is just sprinkle in some of those. So the Lions did that with Tracy Walker mm-hmm. safety. And then you don't like,
1: not really. Um, I don't I mean, cause
0: the expectations are low, right? It's just make a whole bunch of pretty good moves. They're going to build through the draft. Yeah, There's nothing glaring that the Lions have needed to do or need to do.
1: I maybe would have liked to see them invest heavily somewhere at corner or wide receiver. Like That's that's what this year is supposed to be, right? Trenches yeah. last year, corner wide receiver this year, quarterback fits in somewhere at the end of the puzzle. Um, I think DJ Chark is a good gamble to take. They re-signed uh, Khalif Raymond. They're presumably going to hit the draft on those spots as well, but where I, one investment, it feels like, right. Could you get, could you be the team Allen Robinson might not be the guy just because of his age, but could you be the team that brings in one, you know, pretty high, uh, spend that's a guaranteed starter somewhere now to their credit or to their, in their defense, when you look at the wide receiver market, it's, it's disappearing, right? Like Alan Robinson is the guy and he's 28 at this point. I can see you not wanting to get into that. Um, same with cornerback. Like if J.C. Jackson disappears and Carlton Davis is re-signed, all of a sudden you're kind of running low on those guaranteed guys. But I, I would have liked to have seen an investment somewhere there.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, again, I don't, not much I, I don't like about the Lions. I, and look, they might, they're might they kind of playing those markets, right? And I think if the next move would be pouncing on the cheap cornerback options, the cheap wide receiver options. Um, Minnesota Vikings, what do you like as we round out the NFC North?
1: Uh, I mean, uh, Johnny Munt, Johnny Munt, uh, Jordan Hicks is not a bad signing for two years, $10 million. Yep. I agree.
0: Good value there for Hicks. Uh, like a lot of linebackers, the production tends to fluctuate a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the reality of the position, but a guy that's had a lot of success through recent years. And I think that's the type of, those are the types of moves that you kind of, you know, continue to work in. What don't you like about the Vikings?
1: uh i mean you know extending kirk cousins is one thing if it's just there to free up some salary cap space and give you some more flexibility for right now that's fine you might just be in a position where you had to do that and if it costs you guaranteed money again kind of fine adding the no trade clause in there i that why why add a no trade clause in there all you're doing is making your life harder
0: yeah i don't get it because you're either buying into kirk which is as bad. You're, you're either buying into Kirk as your guy, or you're going to use him as an asset where someone else is really going to covet him. And you, if you've limited your
1: options to then trade him, then yeah. And specifically, like putting in the no trade simply takes one of those off the table, which can't be a good yeah. thing. Like again, if, unless this was a, unless this was a thing of like Kirk Cousins is only going to give you this salary cap release if you give him a no trade clause, which it doesn't sound like it was... If that was the way it went down, fine. You might just be in a situation where you have to live with that. But if you kind of, if you gave him this with nothing coming back, like, why? All you did is make your life, you just took options off the table for somebody that you're not sold on. So losing Cousins leverage, we would say. Yeah. Losing the ability to trade Cousins in a way that he doesn't endorse. It's just not, yeah, I think that's fair. not good. All right,
0: let's go to the NFC South. It could be hard. Not not as not how, hard, not how hard could it be in the AFC South. Atlanta Falcons. Likes and don't likes with the Falcons. Find out if they get Deshaun Watson here soon. Yeah. Well, they haven't done much. They extended Jake Matthews. Okay. Left tackle. That's it. It's the best and worst <laughs> move they've done. Fine. Um, are they another team? So, so if the, are the Falcons in a complete rebuild like the Texans? We're using the, the Texans baseline here. The Texans are signing every player to one- and two-year deals. The Falcons are signing no players. But the Falcons have, I mean, other than Matt Ryan, the Falcons pretty have a similar roster as the Texans right now. I don't know why. Should they be signing those players to fill out their roster? Or are they playing it right, which is like, all right, let's just let whatever is on our roster continue to develop and let's build through the draft.
1: From the moment that the new regime came in in Atlanta, I don't quite understand what they've been doing. Remember, they... They immediately came in, you're like, oh, are they going to be in full rebuild, get rid of Julio, get rid of Matt Ryan, like point this thing in a completely different direction. And they did the reworking of Matt Ryan's contract. And from that point on, it's been like, oh, well, they're stuck with him now. And now well, like, what the hell do you do? You're in this weird position of now you're saddled with this quarterback earning a ton of money and hamstringing you from going full rebuild, which every other aspect of this roster suggests you should be in. And they're kind of still there. And then they make it even more complicated this offseason by all of a sudden getting into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, which I thought initially had to be bullshit, like had to be simply driving up the price for New Orleans or Carolina. And maybe it still is, but it is being reported that they're like one of the finalists in this whole thing, right? Cleveland has been told, sorry, no, get out of here, right? Your, your tributes to the guy on his throne have not been good enough and we've sent you packing. We were only interested in the other guys that remain. But Atlanta are like one of the finalists, apparently. I, I still don't understand. It makes no sense. So the move I don't like is getting into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes at all because how can you even make that happen? And you, you're still stuck with Matt Ryan. And I mean, I, I, just the overall direction. What are they
0: doing? The roster is going to be tough. If they're going to have to have that much dead money, if they do get Watson, have that much dead money, they have no receivers left. I mean, that's what, what do I not like? They have no receivers left. Right. Uh, Calvin Ridley's been suspended. and was going to be potentially traded anyway. So Atlanta kind of gets screwed there, I would say. Um, the, turns out the Julio move was great because he's already been released by the Tennessee Titans. The Falcons got a second rounder for that. Um, but it's, do they lose Russell Gage in free agency? What's their depth chart right now? Frank Darby? I mean, oh, Kyle Pitts Zaccheaus? is their number I mean, one Kyle receiver Pitts, right? and I mean, their only
1: receiver, effectively.
0: Austin Trammell, wow. Chad Hansen. Chad Hansen's really... Still around. Has he been on more teams than Josh Johnson? No. Oh, he's catching up. Can we get some Chad Hansen research in here? Is he catching up to Josh Johnson? Anyway, the Falcons, what I don't like is uh, they still don't have many good players. Yeah. is the uh, So they've, they just have a lot of work to do. And I think maybe they've hamstrung themselves a little bit more with the Matt Ryan stuff. Mm-hmm. And what do we like? Uh upping Jake Matthews. Because that was the move that Matthews. they made on the offensive line. Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Austin Corbett. Good Boston. Austin Corbett's the best move. I Like it. Agree. So they did uh they did upgrade at guard with Corbett three years just under thirty million dollars. I think that's a pretty good uh that's right. That's a pretty good uh you know, price for him. Yeah. Xavier Woods, pretty good move, I think. Yeah. That's safety I don't hate that. three years, fifteen point seven five million. Um so I think most of the moves have been fine. They, they signed Rashard Higgins, good move, always a good move. So I I like a few of those moves by the Panthers. That's fine. What do we not like about the Panthers? Who's still, the quarterback? Still don't know who the quarterback is. I mean they're working on it. They're wheeling and dealing. Are they for Deshaun? Where are the wheeling and dealing? Yeah, they're in the
1: Deshaun sweepstakes. God, I just I can't I can't find it in me to make to think that that's a good move though. Just you know
0: going back to the Commanders thing, would they have been in? on Deshaun or do you think they just said no I mean because like did they just go whence and
1: say we're not going to be in on Deshaun or I, would they be in it I do wonder if of all the franchises Washington is the one Oh is yeah like, they probably they shouldn't even we can't possibly get into this given so the they kind of had to yeah, yeah like investigations about the franchise you know all these allegations that have come out about like the culture etc beforehand right. that's the team that's going to get like I I got to think that that there was a meeting somewhere where they brought it up and somebody kicked it around as an idea, and they went, "We can't. Like, yeah. we just can't get into this." And that's probably smart. Look, I know it's a
0: it's a touchy subject, and it and it should be for a lot of people as far as the the Watson stuff, um, and it's uh it's a little rough to to discuss through the lens of football, through the lens of off field and everything that's happening. Uh, as far as the Panthers go, so yeah, uncertainty at quarterback certainly. And um, they just didn't do what the Bengals did. They didn't get one more guard. They didn't get one more offensive lineman. Right? They didn't get another player to shore things up up front. I would say the thing I don't like and the thing that they could still do. Yeah. Uh, who's next? New Orleans Saints. They haven't done much either. They're just waiting. They cleared cap space. A lot of it. They've cleared a that's lot of their, cap space. That's their primary was, approach so far. That was anticipated. Uh but again, a lot of people are like, oh, the cap's not real and all this. I mean, you can't they couldn't retain Marcus Williams again. They couldn't retain Teron Armstead, most likely. Yet. Yet. Um But they've they've cleared their cap space. They haven't done much. They've re signed Lil Jordan Humphrey and uh tendered Shy Tuttle hmm. to bring them back. Anything you don't like about the Saints? <laughs> likes and don't likes, there's not much to really to take a look at
1: yeah it. there really isn't much to talk about generally i mean they just haven't done much um i think I, their fallback option by the way will be Jameis. right they'll find a way to just bring Jameis probably, back yeah. with familiarity i mean it doesn't appear the finding a way it isn't <laughs> he'll be there and if they offer him a job nobody else appears to be willing to so yes um yeah they, what you like that they cleared all the cap space again um what you don't like I mean, I'm just not in love with anybody getting into the Deshaun Watson business. Uh, I don't love that, like, they appear to be happy to let Teron Armstead walk because at some point the Saints offensive line used to be the strength of that offense, obviously, yeah. with Drew Brees. And you get rid of Armstead if he walks. The interior is already kind of falling apart. They just haven't done a good job of replacing that as, as the years have gone on. And that kind of leaves you with Ryan Ramchek and a bunch of guys trying to patch it together. I mean, that's going to be an issue.
0: Yeah, I agree. The offensive line uh, will need some work, certainly, with, with Armstead going. And you finally hit that tipping point with that incredible 2017 draft class that the Saints have. All those guys are getting paid and a lot of guys elsewhere, right? So um, work to do on the Saints roster is just slowly getting a little bit worse, I think, as you look at it. Oh, they brought in Marcus May, too. Yes. We missed that one. Sorry. I like that move. Yeah. You know, he's, There's a little risk there. May's play has been a little uneven the last couple of years, but I like him as a player. I think he'll fit in well in that scheme. They'll do some good things with him. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay
1: Bucks. what do you like? <laughs> what do you like about what Tom Brady's done there? I like them bringing back Tom Brady. I think that's a good move for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers think so? in the year 2022. I think so? Yeah. Even though he's going to be 45. Mm-hmm. I think it'll work out. Russell Gage, your next favorite move there? Also. i like most of the moves they've made to be honest like yeah. obviously tom brady is the the catalyst the spark that the catalyzed it all but as soon as the tom brady thing happens ryan jensen comes back chris godwin re-signs carlton davis re-signs russell gage comes on board they get shaq mason for a fifth round pick that's, which is a steal that's the best like individual yeah, move like the made. only thing that they haven't been able to achieve with brady coming back is ali marpet won't unretire yet and i still wouldn't close the door on that um so that would be... Everything's gone well so far. Really good for them. Right. If they didn't have
0: to deal with the the, the other guard spot. Yep. You know, um, as far as... is there, There's really not much to not like. I like the Russell Gage, Chris Godwin insurance and all that stuff is fantastic. Even just bringing back like a guy like Rashad Perryman as a deep threat. Let him compete with Cyril Grayson and Scotty Miller as the next deep threat and, you know, battle it out in camp, see who comes out of it. All good stuff. Uh, anything to not like or... I mean, for me, the big question mark is going to be defensive line depth. Jason Pierre-Paul, a free agent, William
1: Golston, and Ndamukong sue they're going to have work to do up front there. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, you know, they're, they do have work to do. This is not a complete roster the way it might have been a year ago. They have some holes that they need to address to make sure that they can contend for Super Bowl, but so far so good, I would say. Also, don't like that they haven't brought Gronk back yet. So, Yet. Yet being key, though. Yeah. Gronk is that Gronk everybody in the, the NFC South?
0: Yes. Are we on to the West? Is this our last division? Yeah. Let us know if we've forgotten your team. Or We're division. Gonna, or division. Arizona Cardinals, NFC West. What do
1: you like, Sam? I like that they brought back not, but not one, but both of their tight ends. Uh, I was saying beforehand that um, if they brought back either one of those guys, it would be a good move. If they, Zach Ertz was a really good player for them last season, once Mac Williams went down, Max Williams went down, they had to trade for him they've ended up bringing both of them back so all for it. i think those are both great moves i know the ncaa tournament has started but do not leave us
0: all right we're not gonna we're, we're competing we're going head-to-head with the tournament i'm not scared okay. i am not scared our ratings will not take a hit just because the tournament's on all right yeah i agree with you on the tight end situation i like that they brought back the barbarian the barbarian, dennis gardek love
1: that guy. <laughs> That's my favorite. That dude, is
0: my, so undersized pass rusher. Had like a 90 grade 2 years ago on 7 rushes. The dude can get after it.
1: If you've been paying attention to the insiders, to the news, people, you know, essentially anything that an agent sends these people is now being immediately copied and pasted and tweeted out there as the news, right? My favorite piece of just lifted news was uh, was the news that Dennis and then the barbarian, Gardeck, has re-signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Like, I, I've been saying for a while that I think agents, if they don't, they should. They should have a pool on, like, who can make the, the news guy, the insider, tweet the most ridiculous thing. And if that was the pool, that wins, right? Somebody got the insider to tweet Dennis the barbarian Gardeck as a genuine piece of news that went out. I'll give you the breaking news. But you got to tweet the Barbarian. You got to say you gotta the Barbarian. got to say his nickname. That's not even a bit ba- like, they'll do
0: anything. Of course, of course the insiders are going to do that. They'll do anything to get the scoop, even if it is the Barbarian. So I love that from Arizona. What don't we like about the Cardinals so far? By the way, they also brought in Jeff Gladney just to yes. take a shot at that. And I was, the thing I was going to say I don't
1: like Who is. Who got cleared of all of his. Yeah. So he got uh, initially arrested and charged for domestic violence, domestic battery, whatever it was. The Vikings immediately cut him as a, as a first-round pick. So a yeah. not insignificant sort of statement that, oh, no, we're out. Um, he just got cleared of that. Now, honestly, I haven't looked too closely into that case, and I don't, know, I don't know if this is a thing of like just insufficient evidence, something definitely went down, or if this is like the dude has been a victim of somebody making up bullshit. I honestly do not know. So I, I, I'm not making any moral judgments on it one way or the other. But I will say that taking a shot on a guy that was a first-round pick... And is now right. legally in the clear is not a bad idea from a football standpoint. Right.
0: Well said. That's how I would say it as well. Uh, what don't we like about the Cardinals so far?
1: With the, rim, the running back thing. We hit this yesterday show, right? James Conner. Yeah.
0: I, he goes from
1: awesome, cheap running back to $7 million a year running right. back. And he's, the per- again, that, uh, the perfect case study for why you just don't need to make that deal. Like, the fact that he was able to come in as a reclamation project and do what he did last year should show you that you don't need to pay a running back $7 million a year to do that.
0: And honestly, I, I talk about this all the time. Each team has their own advantages to build up player value as well and then capitalize on it when they capitalize on it in mm-hmm. the open market. Arizona has showed within this Cliff Kingsbury system, they have built productive running backs. Yeah. Right? Kenyon Drake, James Connor, like, and just who, Chase Edmonds, whoever you put in there is going to be productive. Score
1: touchdowns if you're going to move the ball and all that stuff so you can have this revolving door of running back in this system. The, the learning point from last year is not, oh, we found something in James Conner. It's, no, we have an environment where a running back can actually Correct. succeed and produce. And uh, by the way, if you look at his like average, it's not great. Like He just scored a ton of touchdowns because he gave him the ball in good situations. Right. Like That's the teaching point from this. It's not, oh, look, we discovered James Conner, now we have to pay him money. Like No, he just discovered an environment where a running back can get you know, double-digit touchdowns and and roll on. Teams need to leverage that more. Your ability to
0: create production from players uh, on the cheap. And then uh, for me, it's just the wide receiver uncertainty and cornerback uncertainty too. Even with Gladney in the mix, uh, the two
1: those are going to be make or break for Arizona. You got to 50%. replace an elite uh, eighty million dollar receiver like uh, Christian Kirk. That's true. I mean, you replace the best, the best player in the NFL. Christian the best Kirk. receiver the Jags have ever seen.
0: Man, they should get like a first-round comp pick for the Christian Kirk contract, right? That's what they should. They should change the comp pick just for the for the contract for uh, for Kirk. Uh, who else is in the NFC West? The uh, Los Angeles Rams. Who else is in the NFC West? Yeah. Well, I was trying to think alphabetically, so you have to think about all. You have to you have to put all four teams okay. into your mind, and then you have to alphabetize them in your mind on the fly. Because we're on a sheet that's alphabetical for the entire NFL because that's what you told me to work off of. Yeah, yeah. That's where we are.
1: Okay. Rams. Um, I guess the one I like the most has got to be re-signing Brian Allen. Uh, They needed to make sure their offensive line didn't disintegrate this offseason, which it could have done given how many players they were scheduled to lose. So bringing back Brian Allen, three years, $24 million, decent move, done.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'll have to agree on Allen. They haven't made a ton of moves. Releasing Johnny Mm Hacker. it's tough. The great hacker, out. Did uh, McAfee broke that news, right? Yeah, I think did so. Does he have it sort set up so he he breaks all the? Punters. I would imagine,
1: like yeah, all punters just text McAfee and, they and go, like, to here's McAfee. what's happening. I mean, he's for he's the brand. The
0: most, he's got the most viewers anyway, right? So, uh, hashtag for the brand. Johnny Hecker, released Uh nope boom. So I'm, I'm with you on Brian Allen as the best deal. Joseph nope. I, I'm picking up all their uh, comp picks. It's another good yeah. season move that they did last year. Nope boom.
1: Where are you on that move? That feels... I don't want to make it the thing that I disliked. I yeah. don't like the money. I mean, three years, $40 million is a lot. for. It's the riskiest, I would say. So look, Whitworth's retiring, right? They knew that. He was talking to his kids and you know lying on the field in the Super Bowl with the confetti raining down, like, this is daddy's last football game. I'm out, right? So the, the, the Rams knew that. So retaining Noteboom, I think, is a, an, was an important step for their offseason. And I actually think that it has the potential to be a really nice move for them. He had really good pass blocking grades last season, and the few games where he got to start at left tackle looked very good and looks like he should be a good left tackle going forward. But it's such a tiny sample size of play, and it's like the projection we're doing here is massive. And it's it's one thing to be prepared to take that gamble just to be the starter, right? For, you, for us to be okay with you being our starting left tackle going forward is a gamble itself. For us to magnify that by paying your $40 million to do it is a different thing. Again, so I don't want to make it the move I hate, but I, I can't love it at that money. To reiterate, for the 900th time,
0: offensive line development happens a lot in year three and four. In Noboom's case, a classic player that can do that. Only 1,300 career snaps, and yep. it looked like he started the development curve on its way in the in the right direction last year, the question is, is that worth more like eight million dollars a year, or is it worth you know over thirteen million dollars a year? Right? right. So that that's where I think there's some risk. Can um, easily pay out, pay off. And I don't know what the rest of his market was. I don't know if the rest of the NFL yeah. was coveting. No, and boom, was but, played
1: in different positions like earlier in his career. So he hasn't had that much time at right. left tackle, which is where he's supposed to be. He's played guard. He's played left tackle. Played right tackle. He's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think
0: that's just probably the riskiest one. And then the other one is, you know, you're losing Von Miller. You're losing players. Yep. Whitworth, right? You have to replace him with no boom. So the roster still needs
1: some work. You got to hit in some draft picks. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Another team that's done very little. Um, I don't hate Javarius Ward. I think they needed cornerbacks. We just talked about how the, the cornerback market is not the strongest thing in the world. It's free agency. Once JC Jackson, once Carlton Davis are off the market... You're not long in really high-level quality starter options. So Traverius Ward, three years, $40 million-ish. Fine. Don't, don't hate it. Um, I like the Ward move. Again, I, I, think, I think he was one of the best press
0: band corners. I don't know if the Niners are going to play as much press, but he, he had some flexibility there. Um, <laughs> text from an NFL source. Hmm. This is breaking news. These QBs are pretty brutal, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they
0: are. <laughs> Breaking news on the NFL, if you want to. That's our draft take for the day. Done. Um, yeah, so I like Trevarius Ward for the Niners. I'm curious to see how they use him if they take advantage of, of his skill set. Um, yeah, they haven't done a whole lot else. I love Oren Burks. Of course He did. was my first love yes. in PFF College. My <laughs> first love. The first game I ever graded in 2014. Two years, $5 million is good money for That's Oren good Burks. for Oren Burks. This is his breakout year. Never graded well at the NFL level. I mean, given that man's tape, that's a lot of money for every This is the year. Um, but yeah, my first love when he played safety at Vanderbilt in 2014. Okay. And then became an edge and then a linebacker. He's mm. done it all. He's very versatile. He's just not great at anything.
1: They released Kentavious, Kentavious Street, who was a guy that I liked in college before he tore his knee so up. you And never really looked like the same player again. Is so that your least favorite 49ers move? Yeah, because they cut the guy that I loved back in the day, but isn't any good anymore.
0: Least favorite move, not trading for Tom Brady. and Letting Tom finish his career in San Francisco.
1: Or simply failing to have traded away uh, Jimmy G at this point. Like yeah. At, at some point, I don't know if the market just isn't there for Jimmy G and they're going to have to make a decision about what do you do? Is that better or worse, though, if it's like the Colts and the
0: Panthers, right? And it's down to the two most desperate teams. Because the alternative is
1: these QBs are pretty brutal, huh? I mean, look, they just, they traded everything for Trey Lance to be the starter and for this team to not be fully on board or already on that train and, you know, the hy- hyping up Trey Lance and just seeming 100% when committed to Trey Lance going forward is, it's a little bit concerning. So I understand that you're kind of saddled with Jimmy G at the moment. His contract is there. You're, you have him, he's an asset. So you kind of have to roll with that for a bit, but the quicker they can turn the page on that and just embrace Trey Lance as this starting quarterback, the better, I think, for that team. Uh, the only other thing I'd say too, you know, replacing Lakin
0: Tomlinson at guard, you know, there, there's a couple couple holes along the roster on the offensive line. We mentioned the secondary. Ward help certainly there. Might be some more work to do on the back end as well. So that's about it for the Niners because they haven't done a ton just yet. Mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks. What do you like? With, um,
1: or do you want to start with what you don't like? Well, not what you don't like is easier, right? Because they've... I mean, Sidney Jones for one year, very low amount of money is is a good move. He's a capable corner for them. They don't have like many that. capable corners because they let everybody else leave. So I think that's decent. I think the Quandary Diggs one is is interesting because I, in a vacuum, it's good. But with the context, if you already got all this money tied up in Jamal Adams... Probably not good. So I'm not quite sure what to make of that one. That was three years forty million for yeah. Quandre. And um, if you just told me, like, hey, somebody signed Quandre Diggs three years, forty million dollars, the end, you'd be like, Okay, good move. I like that. He's a good player. He's a, a valuable leader in that team. Like he that's good. But it's like now you have all of the money and all of your draft picks tied up in Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs. You're like, uh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I could say yeah, that's tough. I mean, look, it
0: I think the the, the thing I like is what you said. Sidney Jones for $3.6 million for one year, right? Sidney Jones can be a a solid corner. I make that move all the time. Uh, There's more moves to be made at corner, but... The Falcons just
1: made a a new thing I like most for the Falcons. They're signing Casey Hayward to a two-year, $11 million contract. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's their best move so far. Good job, Falcons. I thought you were going to say Matt Ioannidis. No. Maybe that's... uh, Maybe that's that match. will obviously be my favorite move for whatever team signs. What if one team
0: just find all your signed all your favorite players?
1: I mean, then they, David
0: Mayo be my favorite team. We need we do need to have a show where we just go position by position with our favorites, our special favorites. Okay. Um, what else do we like? I, I kind of like I'm I'm a little torn on Uchenna and Wosu, like I, two years, 10 20 million is not bad. Um, again, I was just saying, you know, the Dolphins overpaid for Emmanuel Agba and. Yeah, uh, the Titans overpaid for Harold Landry. When a guy like Nwosu can make 10 million a year over two years, I think that's probably better value. As far as edge goes, he's explosive. He could drop into coverage, bring some versatility.
1: Austin Blythe is also a decent move. Uh, hits an area of need, takes a player away from that's center. Yeah, from yeah. division. All right, so there's some sneaky good moves. My my big question mark is where are you, <laughs> right?
0: I don't. The thing I don't like is I don't know where the Seahawks are. Right? Are you in a complete rebuild? Are they trying to compete? They're already doing this whole, like, talking up Drew Locke type of stuff, which is fine. Like, I get it that teams do that. But I never know if it's like, (laughs) we're really believing in Drew Locke or we're talking ourselves into Drew Locke. There's nothing else you can do. Or it's like, we're going to draft somebody, but for now, we're going to talk up Drew Locke.
1: You don't have an option. Like, you can't roll in there and be like, yeah, I mean, look, let's be honest here, guys. Drew Locke's been crappy in the NFL, but that is what we've got. So let's go.
0: But, like, two years ago, like, uh, New England Patriots media... It was like, all right, I guess I got to do the Jarrett Stidham yeah. film breakdown. Let Jared me show you Stidham's the things he got. did. You know, and, and it's like, all right, you don't need to talk yourself into it because the Patriots yeah. don't even believe in him. So I don't know where this really stands with Drew Locke. Uh, I don't like bringing back um, Will Disley for all that money. Yeah, that's silly. As a number two that's tight end. bad. Three, Three years, $24 million is nuts for Will Disley. As a compliment to Noah Fans, Again, like all these moves, that doesn't look good even if Russell Wilson's on the team. Yes. But when you have at least a quarterback in place... You can kind of see like all the peripheral but it's like, moves,
1: free so moves. We cut Bobby Wagner because he's, he's in line for, he, his salary cap uh, hit was what, 16 million, something like that. He was in line for big money. Yeah. Big-ish. Um, and then you're going to like, okay, so that gives you some flexibility in the salary cap. And you're going to use that to sign Will Disley to a three-year, $24 million contract? Like that just doesn't add up. So I don't like signing Will Disley. I don't like releasing Bobby Wagner. I don't hate trading away Russell Wilson. I think we had reached the point where that kind of made some sense to blow it all up and start over. So obviously, anytime you trade away an elite quarterback, you're not getting better. They have gotten worse. But the idea is you get worse, you hit rock bottom, you build it all back again, and let's see how they do with that. So I don't hate the realization that we have come to the point where we needed to press detonate and watch this whole thing collapse and then rebuild. Did you see some of the quotes coming out of uh, Seattle's camp? I, Pete Pete Carroll. Saw the, like, I saw the tweets, like, thanking him.
0: Yeah, I mean, so there was a lot of, like, what What are you looking for in a quarterback, too? You know, for Pete Carroll, he's mentioned in a point guard, somebody to distribute it, make good decisions, hit open receivers. Um, I'm not looking into that further. I don't think he was saying, like, these are things Russ didn't do that we are looking for. But I used to say this about Belichick, right, who only had one QB his whole Patriots life. What is Bill Belichick looking for in the next QB? Pete Carroll's only really had... Russ. They took stabs at all these other guys, Whitehurst, and all that stuff. But he's only really had Russ, Found his guy. What's he looking for in the next guy? Hmm. And that'll be that's fascinating to me, being able to kind of like get into their brain, him and John Schneider, and what's the next guy? I don't think it's Drew Locke. I think that happened to be the quarterback right. of the team that they were trading with. Maybe it is. But who's the guy in the draft? It's like Kenny Pickett. And they're, like, they're, Kenny Pickett's going to be my point guard distributor. That's the guy we
1: love. They're running out of alternate veteran options because kirk cousins got off the market with the no trade calls jimmy g's within the division that's not happening like, jimmy g would probably fit the description that Pete course. Carroll yeah, just yeah. but what i'm said we're running out of potential alternatives in the nfl yeah. like seattle is the team that might have to turn to the draft and be like all right who do we like the best at number nine overall because that's what we got to roll with
0: and if pete and pete was doubling down and we got to take care of the ball we got to run it and we're to do all these different things so who is that guy you know and and do they have an opportunity to run the offense that Pete really wants to run because he's not, you know, trying to appease a, a, an actual really good quarterback, right? So that'll be fascinating to see in Seattle. So um, there are some moves to like, for me, though, the disconnect between are you rebuilding? Are you trying to compete? Because there's a lot of like trying to compete moves in there when I think there's, there's bigger things that still need to be fixed mm-hmm. in Seattle. I think that's every team. Yeah. Let's do a quick. A quick view. Gosh, this page is monstrous. Yeah, it's a long page. Arizona, Atlanta, Baltimore, Buffalo, Carolina. I'll just read them all out. It's great. Great. Is, it, radio. is this great podcasting right here? Yeah. We did the Jets, yeah, like three hours ago. Patriots, seven hours ago. I think we hit every team. If we forgot that, Tyler says we got them all. Thank you. Our time stampers, we'll have time stamps, I promise, at some point. We appreciate everybody tuning in. This is our Thursday show. Next week, we got to have a mock draft, Sam. Yeah, We're going to have a mock draft Monday, I think. Post free agent. Timestamps are already posted. Our guys are dominating right now. We don't have to have all. We're going to lose half our comments asking for timestamps. So thanks to everybody for tuning in. We'll be back Monday, probably doing a little post free agency mock. And uh, don't forget, you get 30% off using free agency 30. And then go check out our pins, tweets. You can donate to our respective charity drives. Mm -hmm. What are you doing for St. Paddy's Day? Uh, the same thing I do every day, Steve. Oh, it's not like a big celebration, I you know. Work, go home, do no, more work. No at home. green top hat or anything like that? Yeah. No. Nothing. Nothing. All right. Very festive. Very festive. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. We'll see you Monday.